Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. New leak documents show some really weird, weird grant proposals where uh, the in, in Wuhan, there was uh, a few groups associated with this project. You may be familiar with um, EcoHealth Alliance. They wanted to like aerosolize some kind of vaccine by spraying bats. I mean, I, I, I gotta be very careful because it's a, a weird grant proposal for some kind of aerosolized vaccine in 2018. And they also wanted to do gain of function research on bat coronaviruses specifically to make them more infectious. And there are leaked documents now coming out. The Telegraph published this and they were seeking funding from DARPA. What does DARPA stand for, Jack? As you do, that's the uh, Advanced and <laughs> Defense Advanced Research and Development Agency. All right, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know the. So, I, so that is, that is the to put it this way, it's the Pentagon's R and D department. Um, it's also, I think, famous for um, essentially the the early stages of the creation of the internet. Um, uh, yeah, it used to so, be called ARPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DARPA. Yeah. I guess they added defense in front of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, DARPA's denying. They're like, we we did not provide any funding for this. Well, yeah, it does we, look like they didn't. Right, but do it. they were trying. And yeah. we also have this. Uh, it may not be the biggest story in the world. I think a lot of people might hype this one up a, a bit more. Is a, a CCP defector who said he warned U.S. Actually, this is a big deal. He warned U.S. intelligence agencies in November of 2019 that China had released some kind of virus at the World Military Games in Wuhan. And they ignored him. Uh, September. It was September. September, yeah. No, he's... he, he The uh, games are in September. He no- warned them in November. Oh, okay, I got you. In November, he said, hey, you know those games that just happened? All those people oh, got sick. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, so two months later... So apparently, he, he has contacts still within China who have been giving him information. Could you imagine if uh, the Trump administration had been like, that is very important, we should uh, look into that? Well, the question is, who did he reach... Which agency did he reach out to? Right, and apparently, I guess the individual he reached out to didn't follow through, and they were like, I thought he should be talking to the people directly, and then they just kind of ignored it, because, you know, they didn't... Hey, man, they, my inbox they is knew full. then what they knew now. Yeah. yeah. So we got, we got a lot to talk about. But obviously, we're hanging out with Jack Psovic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Timcast IRL. Yeah. I like it. What do you do? Who are you? <laughs> My name is Jack Pasovic, uh, former Navy intelligence officer. Yes, I know, right? Um, and the host of Human Events Daily, shooting up the charts on, on, on your podcast platform of choice. Um, so we just launched that with, uh, with Turning Point kind of like giving us a, a nice boost. We're part of Turning Point Live there. Uh, and also just put out a new book, a uh, new kids book called There's No Such Thing as Free Ice Cream. Ah, I, I, I have to disagree with you. I was at Occupy Wall Street when Ben and Jerry showed up and gave out free ice cream. Was it really free? Or did you have to <laughs> raise your communist Pins fist? Your and raise your fist. <laughs> no, that's where you just gave it up. Give out. over a piece of your soul. They, they were just giving it out to everybody with smiles on their faces. The ice cream's free, but the course digestion you had, requires. Of course, you had to go to Occupy Wall Street. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to get it. So what they and were really buying were was a presence at Occupy to push yeah. their political cause. Right. But, you know, like, but that and that's that's so the book actually like, um, you know, and we're doing it with Brave Books. So we're not even we're not even doing Amazon for it. By the way, it's BraveBooks.us. No Amazon. No canceling. You know, all that stuff. And it's it's a series. So it's like Ashley St. Clair is involved. Elizabeth Johnston. So there's like a gender book. There's like a pro life book. The gender book is called Elephants Aren't Birds. 
um, which is true, by the way. In YouTube, just so you know, elephants are not birds. Oh, um, okay. And I can perfectly say that because it's on this list here. They're they're absolutely mammals. Yeah, they're not avians. In they don't have a lot of hair, but they do have hair. They do. So um, with I this, I heard that elephants take two years to gestate. Really. That's, wow. that's a long time. Yeah. That's a while. It's got to be uncomfortable. Ian's like, I got to Google it. I got to know everything. <laughs> I think it's the thing. Ian's yeah. like, oh, gestation. Well, well, well actually, we have an article about your book. We'll, we'll bring oh, it yeah, up. Well, yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do the pitch later. But, but hey, what's up? Good to be back. It's been a li- been a minute. I think, uh, you know, we, uh, we're doing like the post Wednesdays for a little bit. And um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. But, well, I was on the road, actually. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to Alaska, too. That was cool. Uh, Alaska was awesome. We'll talk about that, too. We got we got Ian. Yes, Ian. we do. And elephant gestation, anywhere between 620 and 680 days, almost Ooh, two years. Yeah. Wow. A long time to be in a belly. Yeah. Wow. uterus or Ian is still gestating right now, by the way. What's up, everybody? Good to see you, Jack. Ian is actually spiritually gestating right now. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, as you are. I'm really excited you're here. Talk about the Force a little bit. Okay. Yeah, before the show, we were talking about how Ryan Johnson did an amazing job by destroying the Star Wars franchise. Oh. This is an interesting theory, and I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. Okay. We got uh, Lydia pressing the button. I am pushing buttons in the corner. I'm wearing my glasses today. This always gets comments. They're for blue light. They're not actually prescription. Guys, I passed Sour Patch Kids in followers. We did? So, yes. When did last this happen? Night. Last night? Yeah, I looked at So, it what, up. Are, what are the numbers? Show me the numbers. So is it neck and neck? I have 97, and they have like 96.3. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's over. So Do they even know? They Defeated. Don't know. we got to have them on the show. We, we need, <laughs> folks, Who's we that? need to meme that. them <laughs> away with this thing. We need to, we need the Sour Patch Lids memes crushing. Yes. Or I guess squishing, right? Yeah, squishing. Not, right, yeah, squishing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, squishing. Yeah. Go to tbs.com, become a member. We're going to have a members only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. And we've actually, are, we're about to overhaul our members section, which we're, we're going to be adding new shows. So there's going to be members only content from the vlog. We've got a new show called The Green Room, which is when guests arrive early and they talk about nonsense. You know, maybe there's a guest and you never heard about their famous cookie recipe. And we were so talking about eating chickens earlier. We were talking about eating chickens, um, and there were some top secret phone calls. See, all oh, that yeah. stuff's fun. I think that's, I don't know that's top secret anymore. Not anymore, not anymore. The Project Veritas. I think, I think that's out actually. But yeah, they did give us kind of a little bit of a tip off because they knew we were going live tonight. That's right. And so we'll, uh, uh, midway through the show, we'll pull up the Project Veritas stuff because they got some big revelations, oh, yeah. some creepy, yeah. creepy stuff. And I'm going to take a look right now to see if it, yeah, it just dropped. All right. So yeah, we'll, we'll pull dropped. that up in a second, but don't yep. forget to like this video right now. See the little like button? You got to tap it. And then you gotta subscribe, hit the notification bell, and then you gotta take the URL and you gotta post it on all the other social media platforms if you really wanna support the show because there's no marketing, there's no commercials, YouTube doesn't prop us up, we don't have billboards, we're not in airports. It's just, if people like the show, all the growth we've had on the show has all been organic. We've done no paid promotion, we've had no, we had no financial support from like wealthy individuals or networks. It is all because people actually like this, like this show, they've, they've helped us by sharing this video. So um, that would be greatly appreciated. Let's talk about this first story. And this one is one of the creepiest and strangest stories. From Newsweek, DARPA denies funding Wuhan Institute of Virology amid alleged document leak. They say, Newsweek cannot confirm the veracity of the drastic group or the existence of the Project Diffuse documents described. The group says the documents were provided anonymously. DARPA, the U.S. Advanced Research Projects Agency, has denied funding research at Wuhan, uh, the Wuhan lab, after a re- after a group released documents allegedly detailing a coronavirus research proposal. They say Drastic is a group of activists who say they are working towards solving the riddle of the origins of SARS-CoV-2, and, uh, the virus that is behind COVID. They say they were given documents by anonymous source, which detail something called Project Diffuse. According to what appear to be funding proposal excerpts published by Drastic, 
Project Diffuse aimed to reduce the threat of bat-borne coronaviruses through research and was headed by Peter Daszak, president of, president of the US research, US-based research organization EcoHealth Alliance. It would have run between 2018 and 2022. Drastic states. The research proposal would have involved advanced and dangerous research into bat coronaviruses in cooperation with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other facilities, and said the research would qualify as gain of function. A process can be used to make viruses more dangerous. However, drastic to the documents showed that DARPA rejected the diffuse proposal in part because of gain of function concerns. Specifically, they said something about we're not, you know, we're not so sure about an aerosolized vaccine. The idea apparently was that they were going to make some kind of air, airborne aerosol that would take various uh, coronavirus particles they would spray bats with so the bats would develop some kind of immunity to it and DARPA was like that sounds really dangerous to do yeah, I'm with DARPA on this one, yeah, for one I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say <laughs> I agree with DARPA I'm not a big fan of mass let's not go spraying like the vaccines into the bat caves it makes me think of fluoride yeah. in the water like just dumping the medicine in the, into the medium that we is there fluoride in the water really mm-hmm. yeah I've heard not here oh okay good yeah, we, we have well water. Better not it be didn't used no to be, but they started adding it, I think. Fluoride in my coffee. Yep, not everybody. No some some places uh, uh, don't, but we we have well water. So uh, Plus, we have like a nine-stage filter or some ridiculous number. Yeah. So the article basically goes on to say, like, gain of function is really, really bad and all that stuff. They go on to then say in a statement in Newsweek, DARPA denied funding any activity associated with EcoHealth Alliance or the Wuhan Institute of Virology. A, spokesper- a spokesman said, in accordance with the U.S. federal acquisition regulations, we are not at liberty to divulge who may have or may not have submitted a proposal in response wow. to any of the agency's solicitations. Further information contained within bids is considered proprietary and can only be released by the bidder. That being said, DARPA has never funded directly nor indirectly any, as a subcontractor any activity or researcher associated with EcoHealth Alliance or the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Why would Peter Daszak, he's the guy who spearheaded the Lancet article that said this is not from a lab. And now we hear that, uh, according to these documents... Who was then later kicked off the team, by the way. Right. And now Lancet's like coming out with a statement, we should investigate because it looks like a lab leak. And a serious and open debate. So this guy was trying to get funding from DARPA. Look, there's, there's, NIH is one thing with Fauci, you know, being like, we would like to fund research in this area because you're the National Institutes of Health or whatever. It's another thing when you go to DARPA. I mean, what, what, what could they possibly be trying to do? Pitch to DARPA. Hey, you want a weapon? You want bio weapons? You know, it's amazing because, you know, I know Alex was here on Monday, but doesn't this sound like something that you'd hear on his show, right? And, yes. And you'd right. be like, the, Alex, the, he's come like, on. The, the Chinese were working with <laughs> a U.S. Firm and they went to DARPA with their documents and crazy. said we were going to be aerosolizing the bat caves and it, like it just he, it, it just let me, like, let me, let me it's try. like he, he needs to be are you going to go for it he'd be like you know I'm I'm t- telling people <laughs> that the, the Chinese are coming to DARPA because the U.S. is working with China to 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 spray the vaccine on the bats and and I'm just like Alex slow down look they're gonna fact, go they're gonna go into the caves we're gonna fact check like, this one you bet. and then I'm like I really don't think the Chinese went to U.S. defense research projects to get uh, like you know to get money to do a lab to make gain of function bioweapons to spray bats and I'll bet Google it. And then I'd Google it and be like, uh, from Newsweek, uh, uh, Jamie, pull it on. Wuhan Institute of Virology was, uh, uh, and, and EcoHealth Alliance was seeking money from DARPA to weaponize. Uh, You're like, to weaponize <laughs> the aerosolization, the human fur and, uh, cleavage site of the, okay. So this, uh, says that oh, what Alex checks out was screaming about is entirely true. So we get the jar. Jamie, get yeah. the jar. <laughs> and you put another coin in. This the, is. Uh, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Eco, Eco Health Alliance went to DARPA. Is this a Chinese? Or this is the American well, so company, what, right? if, when you look at the actual documents, and I, I've gone through this, and I do actually uh, dig through it on, we talk about it on the podcast today, as well as at humanevents.com. Uh, where we go a little deeper and we actually, I, I was actually reading the table of contents on this because I've only been doing the podcast for like a week, but I'm trying to get canceled as fast as possible. Yes. So, I, so I started, I started reading the actual table of contents in the leaked document and I'm starting to go through it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can say this, you know, and it was getting a little long and uh, we do, we do a shorter version thing there, but they're talking about uh, infectious experiments using entire captive bat colonies. Uh, they're visiting the caves and the one that's really big, the introduction of human-specific cleavage sites. So do you remember when there was that big article that came out by the former New York Times reporter where he was – it was sort of like the article that changed the conversation, at least for a lot of people out right. there. Right. All of a sudden he was like, All hey, of a sudden leak. he was like, hey, we probably should talk about the lab leak because there's some weird things. Well, I actually re- went in and read like all 7,000 words of that because that's what I do. Um and there's a huge section where he said, okay, we're going to talk about science now. So for anybody who wants to talk science, this is that section. And one of the main things they were talking about was this human fern cleavage site. Like that's, that's where I heard the phrase was in that article. And so I'm looking it up. I'm talking to people that, um, that I know who have been in pharma and R and D, et cetera. And one of whom I'm sure is listening right now. And, um, the thing that was very interesting to them was they said, we don't know how COVID-19 could have evolved this so specifically because it seems to be the perfect addition to a coronavirus. Because remember, right. so coronaviruses, there's not one coronavirus. That's a family name. So that's like a genus. That's like a family of a type of virus. Yeah. And so for COVID-19, they're just saying that we haven't seen a, another coronavirus with this specific um, feature to it, right? This, this specific function (laughs) to use a word and you know and that's that's where gain of function actually comes from that it doesn't have this function gain function that it no one had gained this function before none of them at least that they'd found and so the point of it was this made the spike proteins essentially because you you always heard this early on spike proteins ace2 receptors spike proteins ace2 receptors so our lungs human lungs have these ace2 receptors well what the wuhan institute of virology was doing was they were humanizing mice what were they doing with the mice they were giving them the ace2 receptors in right. their lungs and so the trying spike, to engineer the virus so to see virus. if a, a chimeric virus could essentially be be able to be inserted so they become uh, <clears throat> transgenically more pathologically transmissible they were enhancing the pathogenicity i had to practice that one like three times in the mirror that's a good word i'm for doing that to work it out and so it's really interesting that again you know to everybody out there that's kind of following this at once more and not to like delve too into it you just see these same terms coming up again and again both at looking at the science of what is COVID-19? What makes it so unique? What makes it so uniquely transmissible in humans? And then also these grant proposals that all are associated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. 
I want to read this from the Telegraph. They say DARPA refused to fund the work, saying, quote, it is is clear that the proposed project led by Peter Daszak could have put local communities at risk and warned that the team had not properly considered the dangers of enhancing (laughs) the virus gain of function research or releasing a vaccine by air. Mm. Wow. So so DARPA. Was the the voice of reason here? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. DARPA saying, "Hey guys, guys, so dogs, let's, let's yeah. just you know, you know, we're, you we're ever busy see making." Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. He's, he, he, so so dash it. The original of the Burton. The new one. Oh no, I haven't seen that one yet. Well, the new one's all prequels, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the new one, you know what it's about? Yeah, with Caesar and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they he he makes a virus. Apes together strong. Yeah, he makes a virus that enhances the intelligence and right. functions right. Of, of the chimps, but then it turns out that virus kills humans. So the humans start dying off for the most part, and the apes are intelligent and building civilization. And I guess that's the prequel. In the future, the humans are all gone, and the apes are all smart or whatever. Except but, uh, for James Franco, but not anymore because there no, he, he, he does die from the virus. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, I've, but there I've, are some humans who are, who are immune, and there's very few. There was like, oh, the guy from Zero Dark Thirty is in one of them. So you have you, you have DARPA basically being like, if you guys do a gain of function virus. And then spray COVID particles on these animals, which then travel, huh. you know, you might destroy the planet. <laughs> so consider, so we, I, we don't know, according to these documents, if they, they were, it doesn't say if they were actually funded. It says they were proposals. Um, so maybe they went to Fauci and Fauci right, was and so like, the point, right. the point that Drastic makes, and Drastic has had a lot of, of legitimate scoops and research that's come out in the, they have an excellent track record when it comes to this. Um, the point that they make, if you read their summary, is that, you know, we're not saying, we're not trying to pin this on DARPA. We're interested in what type of research and what venues were they looking at? Because as DARPA said in that disclosure statement that, hey, this is proprietary stuff. We're not actually allowed to share it because of the rules associated, which makes sense, right? If you're applying for a grant proposal, but, you know, if I, you know, if, uh, if, uh, Moderna shares it and, you know, sends me a proposal and I share their, grant proposal with J and J because I, you know, maybe my buddy works at J and J and he said he'd give me some money if I did. Obviously you can think of the proprietary issues there, but the question is what avenues of research were they looking into? What was going Why? on? And then did they ever eventually get funding from NIH or by the way, did they get just funding from the CCP, for example, to fund these lines of research? So again, we only have so far uh, insight into what has been published from the Wuhan Institute. And we have better insight into what we funded, we being the U.S. government, the U.S. nation. But we don't really know. There's a whole black box surrounding that entire thing. And it seems like every time we get another leak, every time we get more documents, every time we dig up one of these statements that was made right in real time, when you go look at this, I pulled up that New York Times article from 2017 that says, well, it looks like uh, we're going to be funding gain-of-function research now, which could produce more lethal viruses. Right? Um, you I'm, know, New York Times. I'm, I'm done playing games. Look, the hunter, the laptop story, the Hunter Biden laptop story comes out, and immediately you get people on the right, of course, willing to start digging into it, trying to fact check it, verify a lot of the stuff, and it was almost immediately verified in a bunch of ways. Notably, Tony Bobulinski, who was yeah. like a confidant, being like, "Yeah, these emails are real," and it takes what a year for the mainstream media to go, "Oh, they're real, by the way," and then people go, "Oh." I still remember sitting there, and it was, um, you know, uh, you know, Bannon gives us the hard drive, and I was with Raheem, and we were you know, just sitting out at Morton's on the terrace, and he starts, he's like, "Oh, look at this video," and I'm like, "God, don't show me that we're in public," you know. But I'm like, "That's 
definitely Hunter Biden. So There's I'm, no question I'm, about that. I'm, I'm not trying to rehash all of that because right, right, I right. see this no story and I'm like, we knew this. Right. Yeah. We, we, we knew the story was bunk. We knew Russiagate at a certain point was bunk. I was willing to entertain Russiagate. And then eventually I was just like, these people have lost their minds. It was getting crazier and crazier. Ukraine gate was completely bunk. It's all been bunk. The media's lied about, about way too much. But Tim, here's the thing is I was going on every single day publicly during this period. So the eight was essentially eight weeks before the election. And I was, I was going, I said, Jake Tapper, Maggie Haberman, I actually got into it on Twitter with Mark Cuban a little bit over this because he actually responded. I said, if you guys want to come and get a copy of this thing, I will let you sit down. I will give you full access to it. I'll let you make a copy of it. I'll let you take it off with you. You can send it to like, I would like to know personally as well, but I also understand that we live in this environment where there's sort of like the independent media and then there's like the accepted formal mainstream media. Right. And so I understand that unless this hard drive passes through that, you know, that barrier, that, that, you know, impermeable most of the time barrier uh, into quote unquote accepted media channels as opposed to like podcast independent media that this not going to happen. So I said, guys, come on, t- get a copy of it. I'm more I'm, than happy. I'm just saying I'm, I'm done playing games. When it comes to lab leak, we've got so much evidence pointing in the direction to research being funded at the Wuhan lab that was specifically working on gain of function coronaviruses to infect the lungs. And now we have a coronavirus from Wuhan that infects the lungs. Bro, I'm done. I'm not playing these stupid games anymore. The people understand what happened. I tell you, at I w- the very least, it was a lab leak. And at worst, as this guy says, let's, let's, let's pull up this article and then hold that thought. Yeah, it's simple. This is from joe.co.uk. Chinese whistleblower claims first COVID outbreak was intentional. And I can believe it. This is a guy who defected, I think it was like a couple decades ago, 1987. He was held in prisons because he has been fighting for democracy. But apparently he still has individual, he still knows, he still has sources. And they provided him, provided him information that said that in 2019 at the World Military Games, China released a virus. Now that's his claim. Wait, wait, where were the World Military Games in, in September 2019? They were in Wuhan, In China. Wuhan. And, ninth, and there were 9,000 athletes, many of whom were sick with some pneumonia-like disease. Mm. I've had, I've actually had members of that reach, reach out to me afterwards or family members and say, hey, you know, my, you know, I'm not going to say which family member it was, but someone I was related to was on that trip. They came back. They were sick. Yep. We got sick. We passed that along. We have no idea what that was, and it's been so long now that we can't, you know, really get tested for it, so we're not sure what happened. But a lot of people were saying the symptoms were very very COVID-like. So I'll say this. I don't know about intentionally. I think when you look at the lab leak evidence, you would be insane not to conclude this leak from a lab, whether it was, you know, if it was intentionally done, that's something totally different. But we actually have a director claims that he went in November, or I'm sorry, uh, yes, in November, he went to uh, U.S. intelligence and said, this thing that just happened, this wasn't an intentional release of a virus. And the funny thing is, we, we, we have the benefit of hindsight. We can look back at these past couple of years and be like, why didn't they listen? Well, think about it. The World Military Games happens and some people got sick. So what? So you got a bunch of athletes who get sick and then you don't even notice because not, not that many get sick. And then some guy comes to you and says, people got sick because China intentionally released a virus. They're going to be like... What are you talking about? And like, especially, it was fine. The game's you know, went off without a hitch. Especially Whoever if they was. use the phrase, you know, if they say, oh, it's a bioweapon, secret Chinese project, military. It just, it, it kind of fits that sort of thing where, and, and saying this for someone who's in the intel community, um, 
you you get a lot of walk-ins, right? You get a lot of walk-ins. You get people coming all the time with this story, that story. And because of the Iraq WMD scenario, because of that situation, anything that kind of falls into that bucket of uh, NBC, not NBC the company, but uh, nuclear biological chemical, there's always there always is a little bit of hesitancy from people in the community because of that experience to really jump on one of those things. And there's hesitancy from people that, you know, your middle managers, et cetera, to pass that on to the higher ups, the generals or the DASDs or certainly anyone in the White House, give it to you know the president just because of that situation, because you don't want to be the next Colin Powell that, you know, et cetera. Was, were this like, uh, I'm curious, was, uh, was COVID, uh, more negatively impacting Asian people? Was it, wasn't there something about like people who had, uh, some people had more ACE2 receptors? Based on their heritage? Yeah, I thought it was Asian men. No, I thought Asian men were less likely. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, Sorry. You, you want to you, you yeah. Google that? That would be something I want to look up, yeah. Because I remember seeing something about um, less ACE2 receptors based on, you know, different parts of the world and stuff like that. So I'd be curious. Um, I could I, I could be wrong about this. I don't know. Do you see anything, uh, Ian? <sighs> no? Uh, is this here from E-Turbo News? It says East Asians and men have more... Than say oh, okay. white Europeans more. and other oh, okay. more receptors, receptors, which means yeah. they're more susceptible that's to this. That's thinking. just according to this. I don't know, but that's so, unconfirmed. So, so regardless of the outcome, I think it's interesting. China's accused the U.S. of releasing this, but it was a joint Chinese, China and U.S. research. There was joint China-U.S. research being done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. This also says that men have more than women. By, by nature, Ace probably bigger lungs, right? Bigger yeah. lungs, yeah. Yeah, that makes so sense. So, what do you think? Do you believe this guy? I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I do know just from an analysis standpoint, I could certainly see a scenario where someone, in, not necessarily Xi Jinping, but somebody in China says, "Hey, we have this situation on our hands. It looks like this thing is breaking out. Why should we be the only ones who have to take a hit on this? Right. Why should we be the only ones who have to take the economic hit, the supply chain hit, the monetary hit? They're going through a monetary situation right now with Evergrande. Um, yeah, that's I don't, breaking out. So I, the, why the, not? Why not just let it ride? The intentional thing, I'm not sure. I, there's enough evidence of, but a lab leak. Right, think, a lab leak, but. A lab leak that you don't respond to immediately, right? Or, or look at what happened with Fukushima. You think like you think you can cover it up? Yeah, yeah. There's like just 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 get rid of it quickly, and don't have to admit anything. But but you know, I guess the challenge is they didn't shut down travel to Wuhan. They allowed outbound travel, didn't they? They did. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like they were trying to. Uh, so, it sounded like they were like, you know what? It hit us. It's gonna hit everybody else. So when when Chernobyl happened, and um, one thing that HBO totally missed in the Chernobyl miniseries, which I think is quite good, but one thing that, and my wife coming from having been in the Soviet Union, um, always points out that that they totally missed is that if you look at the dates, Chernobyl happens in late April. What is May first? Right. May 1st is May Day, right? Yep. In the Soviet Union. This is a huge day of celebration. It's parades. People are outside. People are, you know, garlands of flowers, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that happens in the Chernobyl area and across Belarus where, um, a lot of the winds were blowing it. So be, so this fallout, they allowed that to go on even though they knew the meltdown had occurred. Wow. Because yep. they didn't want to admit it to the West. Yep. And I think it was only because they detected radiation in Sweden or something. Right. That anyone started to realize what was going on with Chernobyl. All because people in Sweden started getting sick and people, you know, they started detecting things. They said, what's going on? Hey, Russia or hey, Soviet Union, 
do you have something you want to tell us? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what's amazing though is because we have this situation now where what's the difference between the U.S. relationship with China and the CCP versus the U.S. relationship in the USSR? There is a monetary, financial, and a deep economic relationship between the U.S. and China that the U.S. and the Soviet Union never had. Our elites are getting rich off of this supply chain, off of the exploitation of of cheap Chinese labor, the Uyghurs, etc., everything else. You don't have that now. So you don't have this huge – I mean, look at all the movies, the cultural – John Cena. John Cena going out and speaking really, really bad Mandarin, um, (laughs) apologizing. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That's his little thing. No one has any idea what you just yeah, said. You oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Taiwan. I'm so sorry, Taiwan's not a country. You can't, you, you can't <laughs> see me. Yeah, you can't see me. You can't see me. Um, I love how they mock the Baitswa, but then these Baitswa in the U.S. get on their knees for them. Which is why they mock them, because they know they're lesser. It's crazy, isn't it? But so, so that means this white is, left, by the way. Right. So this is the situation, and then they, because we are and like our elites are so in bed with them, you don't have that situation. Like, like Moscow, do you want to tell us something? Beijing, do you want to tell us something? I'm sure behind the scenes, you know, there's there's quite a bit. But then a lot of this was kept. And Peter Navarro has a book coming out. I think his book just hit number three on Amazon, where he was talking about having been in the room with Fauci. Because um, keep in mind, Fauci obviously knows about all this stuff or has the ability to pick up the phone and say, hey, did we, you know, something going on over in Wuhan? Where's that guy? Where's that Peter guy? You know, did he have something going on with, with this? Does he know what's happening? And, you know, we talked to or, uh, Peter Doshak, not, not Peter Navarro. Hmm. And and Navarro says yeah, that moment never happened, right? You'd think, like, if, if it's seen in a movie, right, you think the scientists would come in, oh, my gosh, Wuhan, that's where the lab is. That's where we were doing right. the funding. What's what's happening? And then, like, Jeff Goldblum runs, rushes in, I told you, I told you. It would be considered bad writing. Yeah, right. It would. Right. <laughs> it, would, it would be like the scientist runs in and goes, ladies and gentlemen, a, a virus has broken out in a city with a virus gain-of-function research lab. And people watching it go, oh, come on. Please. Come on. So you no, make it doesn't little, make any make sense. It, make it a little like, bit more exciting than that obvious. Right. Where's the, like, where's the farming village and no, then, like, I mean, the peasants get right. sick and, the and, bat, the, the and then the bat lands in someone's soup. <laughs> you know, gets yes. in the soup and then it gets to, what's in, in, uh, in Outbreak? I think it's the, the bat, you know, and then it bites somebody and then they go to a casino in Macau and right. there's, like, some Americans there and, like, but, but, you know what, like, you, if they were making a movie about this, it would yeah. literally be like a guy working in the research, you know, wearing, in the, in the research lab wearing the suit, and then he would be, like, handling a bat, and it would bite his finger, and he would exactly, go, Exactly, yeah. Ah, ah, and then like, he would uh, wash it like, like, like Peter Parker, a little he'd bit. He'd look around yeah. and yeah. be like, nobody saw, and then he'd go out and wash and be yeah, like, yeah, the stand. Well, one thing. And then just coughing later. One, one thing that also, <laughs> that pe- one thing also that, that I think people should consider is that even though they always say there's no evidence of, of, um, Bats being sold at this wet market. Uh, keep in mind, though, that the standards for control over these type of things in China are just not that big. So there are also economic incentives that, hey, if you're somebody that maybe just works, you're a worker there, you're a janitor or something, and you see, hey, there's a couple of bats, it looks like the experiment's over, they won't miss one, they won't miss two. Yeah. Maybe you know, you're selling them off the back of the truck to a guy, and then he goes and takes them out into the city. It doesn't have to be at the wet market, just be some guy he knows, and maybe he's been doing this for a while and has no idea. Right. Yeah. So again, right. There, there, there's so many permutations you could think of my, to create my, a lab leak theory that all of which are very valid. 
And if I wanted to go, uh, you know, if we were trying to go from like the most plausible scenario, like research was being done and then there was a lab leak because of, you know, incompetence to the most and completely implausible one, I would love to just, you know, theorize about Xi Jinping trying to gain the ability to control bats and wield them he's, like some kind of villain. He's doing that. But anyway. then, but then the bats, you know, break out of control and they were trying to use a virus to control their minds and then all, all hell breaks. It seems loose like and, more of a Kim Jong Un thing. Yeah, I can see Kim Jong Un being into that. So what, yeah. you're, what you're saying is Navarro was in the room when Fauci learned about it, but he didn't react. No, no, no. no. Well, basically, yes. And so you'd expect so Navarro's the lead part scientist of the team. to be like, "Oh my gosh, let's look in." But because he didn't react, it was kind of like, "Why didn't he react to that?" Right. So then eventually it becomes like the political appointees in the administration, and this is what Navarro's book is entirely about. And he's been he's actually calling me like a minute ago. Um, that you know he's just he's trying to tell people the story of what actually happened to say. Hey, we found out all this stuff about Wuhan, and then we see Fauci's name on it. We see NIH and NIAID, and we said, "Excuse me, are we funding this stuff, Tony? What's what's going on here, man? Like, what's just you know, we're trying to fight this thing. We don't want people to be getting sick. Do you know something that you'd like to tell us? Because keep in mind that when you go back and watch those old videos of Fauci, where he's talking about the need for gain of function research, what does he say? He says we need to do this because if there is a zoonotic spillover event, we need to be prepared for it. We need to have um, elements on the shelf or resources or at least just the knowledge. That sounds like total bullcrap to be able to prepare for something. So, but just go go with me on this, right? So it's like, okay, let's take you at your word. If that's the case. Why didn't you have that moment of saying, oh, my gosh, they were studying something just like this. Hold on. Let me call up Sher Jung Lee. We'll we'll figure out what the best because, you know, it's like you create the disease so you can create the cure. So it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus why didn't that phone call ever take place I remember seeing that video of Dr. Fauci being questioned by Rand Paul, and he is shaking. Yeah. Yeah. And that was crazy. People noticed, and they, like, zoomed in on his hand. Completely and, like, and entirely wrong. <laughs> and then it so turns weird. out that it was all true. We got leaked documents, and more and more information keeps coming out. I don't understand how Fauci is not already under investigation. Yeah, he said they were not funding well, gain of research. So, here's so like look at this. Look, if, if, Congress if you actually own, look at the that. first finding of drastic in these documents, the first finding – of it was so keep in mind i mentioned that um there was that new york times article from 2017 that talked about the return of gain of function funding however this was 2018 so the question is if gain of function research has been turned back on by francis collins who's the director of the nih he's fauci's boss is collins um so why are they going to darpa if it's been turned on at nih here's the rub nih instituted something called uh, i believe it's the pc3 framework by and law, by in which they were going to, and Dr. Erbright is part of this at Rutgers, that you are supposed to submit it to this group, 
essentially to get sign off to say, is this going to create a lethal virus? Is this something that does constitute dangerous gain of function? So Dashak knows that and the Wuhan Institute knows that. And so they just tweak it enough so they can argue or what? Not even that framework is only under NIH. So they say, well, if we go to these guys, we can't tell them all the stuff we really want to do. But if we go to DARPA, maybe right. we can get some funding and they don't have that framework. Look, but at I, least DARPA has, goes and says, common sense, we're not going to do this, guys. I, I have a feeling we're, they were, we're trying like, to circumvent the system. If you look at the, the, the amount of data and evidence that's been coming out implicating Fauci, we're just like a month away from like a video of Fauci holding a phone and like with Peter Daszak at the Wuhan lab doing a selfie. And he's like, hey, what's up, guys? We're doing gain of function research on back coronaviruses <laughs> and we're going to increase human transmissibility. And then he high fives. And then that video comes out and Rand Paul is like, explain this video that you took. You are wrong, Rand. That was just us well, in a lab doing modifications to chimeric viruses that would make them enter humans more easily. Well, so, That's so, not gain of function research. So go back to it, right? Look at what Fauci's done in the past because he had that huge very public flip-flop on mask wearing right early on he says don't do it then later he says i had to say that at the time because we had to shore up the mask supply for doctors and for frontline healthcare workers but now that that time has passed the supply chain is working we are going to open it for everybody else so i had to say it at the time and it was for the right reasons that's exactly what he'll do he'll say i had to say that at the time but gain of function of course we were doing gain of function right. and we had to do gain of well function. i don't think a ever do that because that would be admitting to lying to Congress, which is perjury. And that's that's actually something where he's got himself in a little bit of a trap. That's and, why he was shaken. And then just right. gets a pardon. But, uh, I mean, my, can he just say it then get a pardon by Biden? Yeah. Biden, Biden could, the pardon power of the presidency is a plenary power, which means it's absolute. Um, it cannot huh. be overturned by it cannot be overturned by uh, a, a proceeding president. So like like Trump can't come in and overturn one of Obama's pardons, right? And interestingly enough, it can't even be over, it can't be overturned by Congress, but the Supreme Court, it can't even be overturned by yourself. So if you are president and you pardon someone, that's it, they're done. And you can pardon for more than just what they've been convicted of, right? So this is this, the idea of a blanket pardon, and that's actually never been challenged. So General, uh, Gerald Ford does this famously for Nixon. Um, after, in, in the, after the events of Watergate, and he does this sort of like blanket pardon, blanket amnesty for Watergate. And essentially just nobody decided, the Congress right. said, fine, whatever, we're not going to challenge this. But it, it, so that is sort of the leading theory that you can give someone a blanket pardon, but it's not actually been completely tested. It's just that no one's ever gone down that road. We got to pull up this Project Veritas story. Ladies and gentlemen, Project Veritas. We promised, we promised. Yes. Has dropped a crazy story. The latest FDA official. Blow dart African-Americans with COVID vaccine is, quote, where we're going, just shoot everyone, calls for a Nazi Germany-style registry of unvaccinated Americans, quote, think about it like the Jewish star. What? Oh, wait, what? wait, 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 Tim, are, are, you're, you're not saying that, right? Uh, no, I'm reading a headline. No, that's, that's Taylor Lee, FDA economist. The FDA economist said that. Yes, Veritas reports they released a second video of its COVID vaccine investigation exposing an, uh, a U.S. Food and Drug Administration economist Taylor Lee who was recorded calling for forced COVID vaccinations and a registry for all of un unvaccinated Americans. Lee said that U.S. government policy would emulate Nazi Germany when it comes to the COVID vaccine, saying, quote, census goes door to door if you don't respond. So we have the infrastructure to do it, forced COVID vaccinations. I mean, it'll cost a ton of money, but I think at that point, 
I think there needs to be a registry of people who aren't vaccinated, although that's sounding very much like Nazi Germany, he said. Uh, and so the, the, let me make sure I'm, I'm being clear. His exact quote is, so we have the infrastructure to do it. I mean, it'll cost a ton of money. And Veritas has inserted the context of the greater conversation in their quotes. He says, that's although that's sounding very, very Germany, Lee said, Nazi Germany. I mean, think about it like the Jewish star for unvaccinated Americans, he said. So just to be clear, because I want to be make sure we, you know, cross all the T's and dot all our lowercase J's. He said, although that's sounding very Germany, Nazi Germany. And then Veritas includes the context. So you understand in that quote, he says, so if you put every anti-vaxxer like sheep into like Texas and you closed off Texas from the rest of the world and you go, okay, you be you in Texas until we deal with this pandemic. Lee said that due to a large portion of African American of, of the African American community being hesitant to take the COVID vaccine, the solution should be to quote unquote, a blow dart on them. Wow. What? Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very, very careful about uh, how I read this, but here's a quote. It says, I think that a lot of the time, so there's also this issue of, I remember reading about how the COVID COVID trials, they were having an issue recruiting African-American people. It was because of a different medication the government tried to do that was specifically designed to kill African-Americans. Oh, like a mistrust thing. Yeah. But this COVID vaccine is safe though. We, uh, we know that now, but like, again, I think there is still this big mistrust and it's like deep rooted. The journalist says, yeah, I can't blame them. Lee says, I can't, but at the same time, like blow dart. That's where we're going. This, so, so hold on. I'm, I'm watching it right now. Uh, James just texted it to me, so I'm, I'm watching here on the screen. We always, we always want to be, uh, I want to make sure everything we're doing is reasonable and within context. And that's why I'm, you know, talking about what's being said. Uh, it's one guy. It's an FDA economist. An economist is not somebody who's going to be showing up and, and, and instituting policy on the census. However, as much as that would be the immediate reaction from mainstream media saying an FDA economist is just opining on his personal right, that'll nothing be, that'll to do be the with policy. Back, right. I say, wow, the internal culture of the FDA is psychotic. Exactly. And so if, if this is the access we're getting, we're, we're getting, we are getting a glimpse. Imagine it this way. There's a big building, big old building full of hundreds of people. And in the second floor on the top are all the administrators and all the bigwigs. And everyone in there is hanging out talking. They share a culture in the workplace. And you look through the keyhole and see a man say these things. You're like, what are they doing in that building? <laughs> yes, I understand this guy is not an administrator who's going to go around set policy. They actually, um, they, they clink glasses at one point. <laughs> do you, do you, do you, I don't, I'm watching it now. They actually, they, they clink. <laughs> They clink acid, glasses there. Right? I don't, but look, I don't look, know if it's I'm wine gonna, or I'm, water or I'm, what. But I will yeah. say, I don't think it's not going to happen. Yeah. There's, there's not going to be door to door. Maybe a registry. Like maybe well, um, people who aren't vaccinated will be tracked because we're at that point now where they're already doing vax mandates in, in, a, in a bunch of the big cities. But I really do think the United States, the Republic will completely collapse before it gets to that point. Let, let me ask this question um, to people out there. Do you want government bureaucrats talking about you like this? <laughs> talking like government bureaucrats should never be talking like this about the American people, talking like they are drunk with power, right? Whether it, whether it's behind closed doors, whether it's at a, a restaurant, wherever this is, right? This that's the issue here. And our question is, it seems like that's what their attitude is. And he's telling us that's what his attitude is. He's someone that is behind those closed doors. This is obviously a private conversation. And so the question is, and I've gone to this with people who are vaccine hesitant. And it's, you know, you talk to them and it's not like they're, they're, 
there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing different about them. In fact, they're saying the same things that Joe Biden, Kamala, and a lot of the mainstream media was saying throughout 2020. They say, oh, Roy, you know, there's, you can go to MSNBC and, and find Joy these Reed. clips. Joy Reid, you now, here's, know. Here's an interesting thing. All of it. Joy, so, Joy Reid had responded to that saying, yeah. at the time, I didn't trust the CDC under Donald Trump. Now I'm okay with it. And my response to her is, ah, yes, exactly what you said, but for Trump supporters, that under right. the Trump CDC, they were they, they were okay with it. And now under Biden, they don't trust it. That's the exact same thing you just said. Yep. Right. But it's okay when she says it because she's Joy Reid. Right. And so the issue becomes, you know, and, and this is something I've said to people that like, like my position is check with your doctor. Everyone should have the freedom to choose. Just I'm literally pro-choice on this, but um, I'm also not vaccinated because I have natural immunity because I had co I had like the real COVID. I had like the knock you on your butt, like, you know, couldn't really, it wasn't really on Twitter for a while. Um, I was just, you, you know, feel it in your chest and your lungs. Um, a little bit in my chest. I mean, I woke up the one morning, had shakes, like legitimate shakes. And I was looking at my, I took my temperature and it was low, it was super low. Wow. And uh, then I just threw on a bunch of like, sweat like two layers of sweatpants two layers of sweatshirts got back under the covers and then and then my temperature shot up yeah and and it was crazy and then so that was the first day there's the pretty much the only day i had that level of temperature but you know i just kind of hung out and ate like like vietnamese pho and you know it's incredible yeah, how, how not a fan of heavy sweat i love it i love the pho oh pho is great love the pho <laughs> i want to make some love the pho now i'm you're free to make it either. oh it's so good so good in in, 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 in in my castle we do not ban that's right. Put it, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. <laughs> yeah, it comes with the cilantro, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh, the cilantro. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, rolls. Uh, I'm a good leader, so I am making sure that my share of the cilantro goes out to all of the Thank you, my lord. Thank That's you. That's how I have a pepper jack. <laughs> Let them eat cilantro. So, yeah, I'm like, like, it wasn't the flu, but it was like not fun. I wouldn't want to do it again. So I have natural meat. We, we've had a bunch of people on who, and this is really amazing because like even Alex mentioned how like COVID was scary. Like you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're like, you're, you're out of breath constantly and you can't breathe. I was fatigued more than anything else. I was honestly, that's what it was. It was, I, it was just I, tired. All I, you the know, time. I, I had a realization. Uh, I tweeted this. I'm looking at what's going on in Australia where you've got the guys just pepper, pepper balling. It's, and, it's fascism. And that's, that's, I think that's overt. the word for it. Biofascism. And yes. I realized something though. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I don't gotta follow the rules. I saw the Met Gala and the Emmys. Oh, what cool. do I gotta worry about? Aha! Huzzah! Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. It's all those people <laughs> so that are in favor of the If you're, if you're in a certain do. income bracket, then the rules don't yes. apply to you. Oh, yeah. Is that how it works? Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. get it. I've got, I've got to, you know, Tanya Ward so, says our accounting. I'll have to tell yeah. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I was watching and I'm like, these people, they're being attacked. This is horrifying. And I went, wait a minute. And then I looked over at a picture of AOC and I was like, <laughs> I'm rich. I don't got to worry about any you of don't this. Have to worry so about all it. I got to do is make sure I show my bank account to Biden, obviously. Right, of course. And then they give you your your official. You're rich, and you get out of it. So this is the the reason I made this. I'm making a joke, obviously, is that the people who are advocating for these policies, where they will be beaten by police and pepper sprayed on the ground, are not rich people. The people like AOC, the political elites, and the ultra wealthy are going to these events. They are not being bothered with, but the peasants carry her dress for her while they wear a mask. Yes, the peasants, and I, and I actually love that. I think it's Vogue. They did that like mini doc, and you can see the peasants are all they're carrying the dress, and they're all masked. Mm -hmm. Right, and it reminds me of, and it pains me to say this, but actually, I think the uh, uh you know, when you talk about all of all the dystopias out there, which one are we closest to? And I think it actually is Suzanne Collins. Yeah, I'm afraid uh, the Hunger Games. 
right? <laughs> so in, in Hunger Games, remember, remember all the servants in the, so the capital is the elites and everyone else is in the, out in the districts, right? And then they, they send your kids to go off and die in Afghanistan. Excuse me. I mean, in the Hunger Games. Right. Right. And, um, <laughs> and then, and you watch it on TV and people can root for various sides. And then, and the elites say, Oh, more of that, please. Yes. And, uh, and they have all their crazy hairdos and crazy dresses. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But for all, they call them the Avoxes in in Hunger Games, and they all have their tongues cut out. The servants. The servants. Wow. And and when I was looking Avox. at the when I was looking I at the mask, so Avox, no voice. Yeah. Right. And so when I was looking at the all the servants surrounding AOC with with the masks on, I just thought, man, they can't speak. They can't speak. Yeah. Oh my this, gosh. They, Suzanne Collins, I gotta say, she nailed yeah, it. Yeah, but I gotta be honest, it's um, I think it's a brave new Fahrenheit nineteen eighty four for Vendetta. Exactly. So uh, Luke uh, Rinkowski has that shirt. Has that shirt? It's, yeah, I've seen and it. It's like you are here, but I'm yeah, like, I think he's missing one. I think it's only he's only he's only got three. Because you think about it, it's like you got 1984, you got Big Brother, censorship, spying, surveillance. You got Brave New World, video games, in, in, Instagram, this dopamine, you know, antidepressants. You got Fahrenheit 451, where they're banning all this different stuff, which is still very similar to uh, 1984. But in Fahrenheit 451, it was people demanding the censorship because they were offended by everything. And then you got V for Vendetta. You know, what V for Vendetta was in the movie at least. The virus happened. So right, the, the virus, yeah. Locked everybody down what was in the a quarantine name, zone. What was the name Saint of Mary's the party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the party. Um, I don't... What was the party's name? I, I, I can't remember. think of it. Do they have a name? I don't... I'm I not remember. sure they did. I, about or yeah, like the, the new government... Or the new government had a name or yeah. something. I forgot exactly But what it was, was the St. Mary's virus, I think That's it was right. called. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yunmi Park was saying North Korea is the Hunger Games right now. The city. Seoul is it Seoul? the capital of North Korea? No, Pyongyang. Seoul is South Korea. Pyongyang is like... The yeah. capital. Right. And everyone else is like well, Pyongyang eating is the human corpses. I mean, it's like or, yeah, horrific. No electricity. Right. Yeah. Just mass. Yeah, so North Korea. Um, and people get brought to the capital. They North Korea experienced an extreme famine in the 1990s. And so now what's going on generationally is the famine generation in North Korea is attaining adulthood. So they are coming up. And because they are so stunted that their children are having issues as well. But also, wow. you also had a population drop at that time because of the starvation. And so now that's leading to a second famine underneath all of this, as well as just the insane policies of that country. They're going to collapse. I was, uh, when, when I saw the Met Gala and the Emmys, I'm like, these are literally Hunger Games villains. It's crazy. This is the capital. Right. I mean, how can you not? How can, it's, it's, you know, I, I wish there was some higher literature we can compare it to, but it really is Hunger Games. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, they, they, uh, they're all dressed like, you know, crazy, but here's, right. a, here's the, here's the thing about the Hunger Games that I, I wonder if, uh, who is it? Suzanne Collins? Suzanne Collins, yeah. Did she know about behavioral sync? I don't know. I'm, I'm done calling it wokeness. I'm calling it behavioral sync from now yeah. on. Yeah. 
I mean, think about it. Yeah. Uh, you're familiar with behavioral sync and the right, the right utopia experiments, how. Go, uh, explain me. Uh, confined space, unlimited food and, and, and water, and the rats basically went insane. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. But I didn't one, really, I one, know that term, yeah. But one of the things, uh, is the beautiful ones. One of the things, uh, that, that emerged from it was what, uh, the researcher called the beautiful ones who would just groom themselves. Just not constantly trying to poop up their hair and be look, looking really pretty while doing nothing else. Get a selfie. And that's what I see as the Met Gala. They look ridiculous like plastic robot people. And I'm like, these are the beautiful ones. In their world of abundance with no responsibility and instant gratification, they are those who are just sitting there grooming each other. Then you get the violence in the streets, and those are the crazy violent ones. Eric Hoffer in, um, in True Believer, um, the great longshoreman philosopher, had this line back in the 1950s where he said, um, mass movements don't usually arise among the working class because they are working. Right. Mass movements generally arise among the affluent and bored. Yes. Yep. They got nothing else to do, man. No purpose, no direction. Well, and also because without having that, without, he, he's essentially saying there is, there's something to the human psyche where, and human nature, whereby in you, to go through a meaningful rite of passage from adolescence into adulthood, usually that's, that's work. That's usually through work, through rigor, through taking, the taking on of responsibility, uh, the, is, is sort of the mantle of adulthood. However, when you, you have a certain level of, of, affluence when you have a certain level of abundance that never happens and so you're now missing something in your psyche that you're constantly searching for and so that these people will create their these mass movements in order to fulfill that internal need that they have i want to talk about the troops because we were um we were, we were talking about mandatory vaccinations for the u.s military and what most people told us is they assumed that if you are in right now and you said i won't get vaccinated you would get an administrative discharge did you have you heard anything like that? General, it's uh, that's that's uh, UCMJ ninety two. Um, is it that is you are, you are well? It it depends. Um, you know, it's that essentially is is more of a decision made by the military, but it, but it would be failure to follow orders. So they could give you administrative discharge, which is uh, sort of like the medium. So there's honorable, of course, honorable discharge. Um, there's administrative there, and then there's other than honorable. Oh, so dishonorable isn't the exact word they use. Other than honorable. Other than honorable, oh, yeah. what's called? Is that a new phrase? So, no, I, I've heard different. it before. I just didn't know it was formal. So we have we have the story from Daily Mail. Biden says troops should be Which, dis- I believe, honorably discharged. If I believe they Hunter. I believe Hunter has actually gotten admin discharged as well. It makes sense. Yeah. Biden says troops should be dishonorably discharged if they disobey order to get COVID vaccine. So the, so the, the commander's using set, the wrong phrase. Huh? The House is set to vote on the NDAA, the Pentagon's annual defense budget. Last well, so, month, they mandated all 1.4 million service members get vaccinated. An amendment passed during committee markup prohibits giving service members who refuse a vaccine anything but an honorable discharge. White House said that commanders must have the ability to give orders and take appropriate disciplinary measures, including enforcing the vaccine mandate. The White House also took issue with the section of the bill that exempts those who had the previous COVID-19 infection from the vaccine mandate. Now, that is insane. So a dishonorable discharge, the difference the difference between that is a dishonorable discharge means you've, it can only be administered by a court-martial. So that means you, you're actually going into a military trial, uh, that you've got a JAG, you've got a military judge, et cetera. You are facing charges, uh, and then that whole process plays out. So the other ones that we were talking about were our forms of administrative, but 
for dishonorable discharge, I mean, you have to there's do medical discharge, right? Pretty, there's medical discharge. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, obviously, um, if you know, you can get discharged for various reasons. It's not always something like negative. Um, and then when you when you leave, if you want to retire, if you want to resign, if you're an officer, um, that's still considered a discharge. A discharge yeah. by itself doesn't necessarily mean something negative occurred. If, if you're a, if, an, if you're an officer and you I resign, mean, every, everyone it's honorable. Is, everyone is discharged, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, if, if, yeah. You're, if you're an officer and you resign, it's honorable. Yes. Yeah. So the anything honor, other than honorable discharge would be not. Uh, dishonorable discharge. That's a different thing. There's no court martial right. involved. What, what I'm saying is, yeah, dishonorable discharge means that you've gone through court martial and you you are out. So you are, you're booted. So you could have an anything guilty. other than honorable discharge without a court martial. Is that what you're saying? Right. That would all fall under vari- these various forms of administrative mm-hmm. discharge. So it, it doesn't seem like the people who refuse the vaccine as of right now will be dishonorably discharged. Uh, no. But Biden wants that to be the case. But he says he wants it. So that means that means he wants to, it, you know, to carry out what he said, which I don't, I don't think he understands what he's talking about, even though uh, he had two sons in the military. Um, he doesn't seem to know very much about the military. What do you do when your commander surrenders a war that you're winning and then makes horrible decisions after that? <laughs> your commander in chief, you mean? Yeah. You transferred to the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, legit as the generals in the army, when the commander does that, what are you supposed to do? Uh, well, if it's Rome, um, the centurions would, you know, go to the, you know, go to the senator or go to the emperor and, and demand some form of tribute. The Praetorian Guard, of course, would yeah. go and demand a form of tribute from them. Well, like, what are the generals supposed to do if Biden, he surrendered us to F, the, the Taliban and now he's, like, I, kinda, I, I, I read, saying, I read more and more. I think that was on purpose. Huh. I really, I just, more and more you learn about what's going yeah. on with the, with the mineral deposits, the deal from China, cutting with the Taliban. You know, it's there. There's. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to say. I believe it's an entirely probable or or even likely. But there's that possibility. Joe Biden's done deals with China and his son, and he's hooking them up. This is why I tell people to take the Alaska pill because we have so many mineral deposits under our own soil that if we're worried, by the way, about these deposits in Afghanistan, well, guess what? Flood the zone. Right. If we are putting our own minerals in this, then we are going to get them. They're going to be cheaper. We're going to be able to use them better. We don't need Afghanistan and it's going to hurt them on the world market, too. So we need an authorization for use of military force in Alaska. Invade Alaska. Yeah, we should invade Alaska. Invade Alaska. Yes. Occupy Alaska. Do some, yeah. uh, nation occupy building. Alaska. Occupy Alaska. Do Let's, nation yeah, nation building, nation building Alaska. 100 yes. percent. All for it. I, dude, I, I, you know, last time I was on here, we talked about this. That these towns out there, the poverty is insane. It's 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 a it's a nice thought. It really, really is. It, I think it would require a lot of private sector mo- movements. However, in terms of any kind of actual military operation, I got to say this story about vaccinating our our, our 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 military. The military is being purged, and the police departments are being purged. I I, I mention this video every often, every so often, where I think it was in uh, Portland. There were these uh, Antifa people stalking a guy, who, and they were yelling at each other as he slowly walked backwards. He had some kind of bat or, or bar, and the police pulled up, ordered him on the ground, and arrested him. The guy who was actually being harassed and, and, and you know, was, on, was trying to defend himself. Right. And then he apologizes to Antifa, saying, sorry about that, you know. This is what happens when the police, who are good, are like, I, I refuse to enforce this stuff. They quit. What's left? Behavioral sync police officers woke police officers when the military says if you defund the police you're going the only police you're going to have are the bad cops because all the good ones are going to leave they're going that's to leave why that I say jurisdiction. abolish the police they're going to go out but with the military they're doing the same thing and Tucker Carlson said they're coming after what did he say something like Christian conservatives Christian conservatives so go back go back to January I was reporting this early on um, even before I was at human events and I said this started with the pre-screening of the National Guard troops that were going to be occupying 
the U.S. Capitol prior to January 6th. They were out there with the the razor wire, the fencing that I had to drive past every single day. I couldn't even park my car when I was going to the studio at One American News because these soldiers were out. And they were asking me for my identification. For papers. For my papers just so that I could go to work at the same place that I had worked for years, right? And they would say, why are you filming? Why are you filming? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a reporter. I work for One American News. I'm doing, do you have, do you have, uh, you know, credentials? I was like, well, I do, but I'm, al- I'm also on a public street in the nation's capital. Yeah. Right. But so one of the things that came out was remember, they were pre-screening people that were deployed to the capital. And yep. what were they looking for? They were looking Gadsden for Gadsden flags, Gadsden flags, MAGA hats, Turning Point USA, NRA, YAF, you know, all these just like Gadsden very flags, flag of Virginia, basic or a symbol of, in Virginia. They use in the license. Right, plates, right. The these right very list. basic symbol symbols of American conservatism or patriotism and Americanism. The Gadsden flag, I don't really think is, I mean, I know the libertarians try very hard to, uh, to claim it, but it, it really is just an American symbol at the end of the day. Symbol of independence. And that phrase, don't tread on me, that's, that's Ben Franklin. That was the idea that because the rattlesnake was such a North American, uh, creature that he said, you know, this was something that we'll really should be. It's not a and that, and that, that we should use because it's ours and the British don't have it. And so you get all these uh, conservatives who are very confident that they would win against the left. One, one in any of the kind original memes. One of the original memes of America, if you will. Except it's not true because if it ever comes down to any kind of real kinetic warfare, the entire military and the police departments will be wokeified by then. And there are a lot of people who are like, I would never follow those orders. Yeah, that's right. And they court martial you or throw you out, and then the remaining woke lemming npc soldiers would do whatever they're told like they did in dc well and and remember they're not going to be told that you know oh hey these are just regular american citizens they're going to be told these are extremists these are crazy and right they are far right anti-vax um conspiracy nut jobs who believe that they want to overthrow the country they are planning an insurrection and you need to uh, go in and infiltrate this group with you know and get them to commit crimes so that we can bring them up on charges and you get to egg them on and egg them on and then we're going to arrest them all and you are saving the country by doing this you see that event in dc where it was for the j6 defendants but everybody, everybody was a fed right it was the funniest thing and ford, ford fisher got the uh got the yeah. footage right so a, a fed actually was there and got arrested the funny thing is it's like when you have a large crowd of thousands of people and there's like seven feds there you won't notice they they all look fairly similar and they're kind of obvious sometimes, but you got so many people everywhere. But when no one shows up and the only people there are feds, <laughs> they all look identical. They're wearing yep. khaki shorts with the sides of their heads shaved, the same haircuts, the same sunglasses, the same watches. And it's like, what is this? Sidearm. Greetings, fellow Sims? insurrectionists. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. How are you? Planning right. any insurrections? <laughs> and uh, there was uh, one guy who got arrested and the police surround him because he had a gun. And he's like, my badge is in my pocket. And they pull out a badge. Some people claimed he was undercover, but others claimed he was just an officer who was there. And I think the left was trying to frame it as federal agents are MAGA cultists. And they're at these events. Or was he recruiting? Recruiting? Or was he recruiting? In what capacity? Like trying to get more feds? Trying to, right, trying to get them. This, this is the way it works, right? A federal informant is not typically a federal agent. Right. Right? So a federal informant is someone who has a relationship with a federal agent, which is known as a, a source and a handler or an informant and a handler, right? You're being run. That's what, that's the parlance. You're being run by that agent. So they're not going to get somebody who has a badge and stick them in the group and, and right. have them like, you know, like Ian is not going to be, you know, you know, the agent, but Ian's going to be the one talking to the agent. I saw those signal messages. This Ian. is all theoretical, that. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
big graphene. I'll talk to anybody, man. Um, let's, let's heal this earth. Hey, man, we're just talking. We're just talking. But no, so the way it works is, and then that, and you've seen this, by the way, in the Michigan governor operation, and I'm calling it the operation because that's what it was. The, the text messages have been coming out where you can see the relationship. It is being driven by the agent where they're telling people to egg things on, to egg things on, and to use the legal, uh, the legal phrase, you have to, to commit a, um, a conspiracy, commit a crime. What you need to do is you need to, of course, c- first come up with the plan, and then you need to take an overt action in furtherance of the conspiracy. So what it was in the Michigan plot was, because if you're just talking about stuff, okay, that's just talk. You can't make a case on that. But, and again, I'm just talking about the legal, you know, situation. So what they do is they say, hey, we're going to go get in the car and we're going to go do recon. And he says, get everybody you can tell them Saturday, whatever the day you can. He said, what's better? What should I go Saturday or Sunday? He responds, go whichever day you can get the most people, (laughs) get them all in the car because the agent knows that this is the way the rules work. So that if whoever's in that car then, and they're going around and they're just like taking pictures around the lake, but it just so happens that this is the lake where the governor's mansion is. And so they can then put on paper, this was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. What if, like, you showed up with a bunch of pizzas and you're like, hey, guys, I brought a bunch of pizzas for us to eat and hang out. And they're like, oh, that's a planning meeting. Mm, you'd have to – you no. No, I don't, it, would, I don't, it would have I don't, to be in furtherance of the crime. In, right, right. I understand. You know, so that's, that's, just, that's uh, just a eating dinner. People need to understand when it comes to talking to cops and huh. feds and all that stuff, uh, they don't care about you. They will use you. And by the way, one there of those are many informants, stories where they've done it. Uh, to, to your point, one of those stories, one of the informants is getting brought up on charges. Yep. You know, so this is a guy who was in on the operation, but, um, and, and of course the, you know, the speculation is that maybe they're not being as, as forthcoming. Maybe they're not willing to testify like they were. And now guess what? They're getting slapped with charges too. There's a, there's a bunch of stories about this and I won't get into specifics because of, I'm just talking Michigan, you know, like privacy details and stuff, but there are, there are big stories over the past 10 years with federal informants who cooperated and everything right, and then immediately once it was over, got arrested and charged. And they're well, very high a lot profile of this, stories. A lot of this was done during the early 2000s in the war on terror, and it was it was young Muslims in the United States, American citizens, who thought they were talking to you know Hamas or Hezbollah or Al Qaeda, and then eventually ISIS. But it always ended up being federal agents who were posing. I'm, I mean, like there are people who have been contacted by the feds. And they'll be like, would you like to help us stop this crime? And they'd be like, yes, I will help you. And then they start saying, like, you know, let me know what you need. They start working with the feds to get them information. And then the feds come and arrest them. Like, the pe- like when they come to you and say, we're going to have you be an informant, it's quite possible you're being investigated. And they want you to say things. Oh, yeah. They can lie to you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an informant. Tell us what's going on. But yeah, so they were saying this. They were doing this. We're doing hey, that. You, like, you this guy was organizing conspiracy. You, you, you want to you serve your country, right? Yep. You, you care about your country, don't you? You're, you're a patriot, right? Right. You're not, you're not one of those, one of those traitors, right? All right. You would, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't lie to a police officer, would you? I was, I was doing, you wouldn't a, download a TV, would you? I was getting a, <laughs> I was one of my lie detector tests, one of my polygraphs that you have to do. Um, the, the guy was, so they do this thing where, you know, that's supposed to be like the test right before they get into the real questions. And then they say, um, you know, the guy was like, no, I just, just want to get the baseline. And so I just wanted to check. So they ask you questions that, uh, they assume you're going to lie on so that they can get a baseline of what you read, what you're reading as is lie. And keep in mind, the machine wait, wait, can't. They, they ask you something they think you'll lie about? Right. Like what? So the, the question he asked was, you've never lied to your parents, have you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So, I, yeah. Do people say I haven't lied to my parents? Right. Because of course, 
they're thinking then that it's going to trigger a response of, well, of course I wouldn't lie to my parents. And he, but actually, the one that he asked me, he would go, um, and he prefaced it. He goes, you know, I'm a prior state trooper, and boy, when I would pull somebody over for speeding, my gosh, you know, I would know how fast they went. But I'll tell you what, if they were honest with me, and if they said, you know what, officer, I, I was going a little fast back there. I'm sorry about that. I would usually let them off with a warning. But if somebody lied to me, if somebody had the audacity to just lie to my face and disrespect me like that, I was coming after them. You you would never do that, right? You, you would never lie to a police officer, right? So keep in mind, understand what they're doing. They're priming you, right? So you're being primed to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in trouble if I tell this guy who, keep in mind, he's, right. he's the evaluator of the test and the proctor, the administrator of the test. Right, so he's grading my, you. My answer to that is, I'm, I, I'm gotta be honest, it's kind of confusing. I'm not quite sure what you were getting. Right, I, right, right. Honestly, right. when you, when you, when you make a really, really long question and then say you would never do that, I'm not quite sure what that refers to. Huh. You'd never lie to a police officer, would you? I would not lie to a police officer. Right, and so the, and you, you never have lied to a police officer. I've never you, lied you, to a police never, officer. Never something like that, right? Yeah. And so, so that's the idea, is that, you know, because, they're they're trying to prime you into a situation where you're going to tell, and it's a white, you know, it's a white lie. Obviously, it's I not, lied to my parents all the time. It's, what do you mean? Not, I was a kid. It's not Kids a material. What are, you know, it's where not were material. you last? What night? the idea you said to the is, guy, I'm lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> this sentence is a lie. Well, keep, yeah. keep in mind, do they so, just end the thing? The machine like, explodes. Not, yeah, keep in mind, there's, there's 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 machines can like the, the the essential question is that you know. A machine can't tell if you're lying, right? <laughs> like, we don't have machines that we, I don't think we'll ever have machines that could do that. What does it do? It measures your heart rate. It measures your respiration. Uh, it measures, it, there's, there's, um, little clips that measure your sweat. You know, they, we have one across your, uh, your chest. Breathing. You have one kind of across your lap. You have one that you're like sitting on a pad. To, so they, they're measuring various, uh, your physiological signs, but it can't tell if you're lying. Yeah, they're just like they're trying to see all these different stressors light up. Right, so they're they're trying to get a, a reaction out of you. And that, that, I mean, they're inadmissible. The the lie detectors to me, which is why they're inadmissible, right? Because right, they're right. fake. Right, they're completely fake. It's just not real. Like, but but but, but you know, I had a buddy who you know who was doing that. Um, uh, it, it was called PCAS was one of the systems, and uh, he was doing it overseas for some third country nationals that were coming on base, and so he was. Um, that would, would work as like other uh, international workers. And so he was, he was doing PCAS on them. And he, you know, one thing he said was, we are evaluated not necessarily by the amount of people that we conduct, but we're actually evaluated by the amount of elicitations that come out of this. Because essentially what you're doing is for, for most people, you know, for, general normie out there, you're, you're putting them into this high stress environment. You're telling them that I will know. If you are lying, so you better come clean. You better tell me. So then they start to ask a question and they say, you know, have you ever taken home government documents? Have you ever taken home government resources? And then they'll say, all right, I'm going to step away from the machine for a second. You know, when I was asking that question, I could, there was, I was getting a weird reading and I wasn't really sure what it was. It just seemed like something was registering with you just as I was saying the question. So is, is there something you want to tell me that maybe could help me word the question better so that this test, this evaluation can be more accurate mm. to explain the situation. So if you just tell me that, I'll no. write it down and I'll, I'll, I'll refurbish this question and reevaluate it for you. It's, and it's, people it, spill their guts. Amazing. Yeah, it just seems like polygraphs for the most part are to put people in high stress situations where they think they have to tell the truth. Right, exactly. And it makes them panic and, like, eh, and then it's just it's not real. Mm. Yeah, yeah in, in interrogation, it's it's known as uh, emotional fear up. Mm. 
So it's emotional fear up with, you know, uh, you know, a, a very elaborate. Um, I got a better prop. one. What we'll do is we'll take two gigantic metal discs hooked up with a bunch of wires. <laughs> yes. And we'll just and we'll have them hooked up to the polygraph and be like, don't worry about the giant metal discs. They just blast you with intense radiation whenever you lie. Oh. But so, you're not going to lie, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're fine. <laughs> you know, if, if you're not going to lie, then you will die lie. from radiation. Poisoning. Actually, just step out for a second. We just got to test them. But every time you lie, Ian, you grab the sponge. This, yeah. Every time you lie, you have to eat polonium. Just so you know, just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit, not, not a lot. We wouldn't. We make you. We make you a lot of polonium. I mean, like a tiny little bit would just, just kill just you, a, wouldn't it? Just like, like a like, wouldn't a tiny little bit just yes, kill you? Just yes, like yes, starts disintegrating your DNA or whatever. Yeah, completely. Heard not not not, before, not immediately, so. by the way. Yeah, that's what the didn't they, didn't yeah, Navalny spy. get poloniumed? Uh, I don't know if it was Navalny. I think it was it was um somebody got poloniumed. Not Skripal. Team, yeah. It was it was in the UK. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the ones that they had had ascribed to poloniums. Radium disintegration by synthetically bombarding bismuth with lead. Or bismuth or lead with neutrons. You get this polonium stuff. How does it yeah, kill so you're you, though? It's radiation. It's radioactive. Yeah, it goes yeah. into your body and then yeah. it's destroying yeah, so it's, not, it's not it's not immediate or anything, but oh. but yes. So it's not it's like it's like ricin, which would be much more immediate. Yeah, people gotta pay attention to the stuff they eat, man. Because yes. some people, number one. Yeah. You know. That's why when I hear people say that, hey man, it comes from the earth, I'm like, I don't know, man. A lot of stuff comes from the earth. <laughs> that's not exactly the best argument. Yeah. yeah, I don't uh people send me food in the mail. And I'm just like, oh, that's really great. And I throw it in the trash. You can't eat it. I'm like, what am I going to do? Give it to somebody else? Mm-hmm. So, but some people might take it and be like, no, I'll keep it. I'll be like, okay, that's your choice. But you I, like, I went through a phase where I would read all the ingredients. And if I saw something I didn't know, I'd look it up online and read, how does this interact with my body? And I'd read all about it. Good question. Yeah. It's so I'm just, I'm that's just great. Saying, that's great, by the way. Yeah. I, that's, that's good. Donald Trump would only eat fast food. You know why? That's exactly why. Because when you go to a place... And you ask someone to prepare food for you. He wouldn't, like, exclusively, but almost exclusively, he was eating fast food. And there were two big reasons I was told by some people in the press corps was, one, he was a germaphobe. He is. He felt like these fast food chains had standards. And so that if he ate from these places, there was a least, it was less likely that he would get sick compared to going to any other restaurant. Two, when you walk in and say, I want a Big Mac, it's pre-made and sitting right there. So no one could spit in his food or right, smear right. stuff on it or do something gross. Super troopers. Yep, yep. And there are a lot of people who don't like the man, but more importantly, he's a celebrity, so a lot of people might, you well, know. Well, it's not like he's going in himself, too. Or what? Well, it's not like he's going in himself, too. Right, but it's just when they already have the Big Mac sitting in that little warmer and you order a Big Mac and fries, they just go right in the I've bag. actually – so there was that – um I don't know if people saw that that tweet that um I, I had tweeted a picture of him out um and it was actually he was with Sean Parnell but then I, I clipped I, I cropped Sean out sorry Sean him super thin um and yeah. it was like he was looking really thin and I and I just tweeted out he how is he getting younger right it, it kind of, <laughs> so it went it went kind of viral and then I get an envelope uh, at the studio uh, down in D.C. and and I, I open it up and it's it's a note from. It says from the desk of Donald J. Trump. He's printed out my tweet and then, <laughs> and then, and then written, thanks, Jack. You are looking great too. <laughs> Holy cow. Keep up the great work. That's and then he signed it, Donald Trump. You're so looking so great when too. you, when you absolutely have to respond to it too. So then I tweeted that out, which I, I have to look into the process, but some people were saying like that should definitely be your NFT, Jack. Like that, oh, yes. yeah. that tweet That's of amazing. Trump's printed out tweet that he responded to you, which then I then tweeted. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's like when you when you absolutely have to comment on a tweet, and yeah. you have, but you're not <laughs> on Twitter. How do you someone. do it? 
Let's talk about one of the but darker anyway, stories. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The um, the little bit of the backstory though was I was told not by him but someone else I was discussing this all with that they are start that they are they he's cutting down on the fast food. Really, I was told that he's cutting Good down on the fast him. food. Um, and doing keto, uh, more steak. <laughs> Lot. Yes. They said, "Hey, man, eat more steak." That's and he, and it was like. Sure, I'll eat more steak. Why not? You know, that sounds like a good diet. They said, yeah, you gotta get all steak. that sugar. Well, he's, at, he's at Mar-a-Lago. He's at Bedminster. He's at Trump Tower. Okay. So, I mean, it's his, right? It, it's, it's restaurants that he controls. It's his staff, et cetera. You know, you know what people need to understand about, uh, keto and stuff? A lot of the garbage you eat is the processed breads, grains, sugars. Yep. And I've noticed that when I've been trying to stay away from all the sugars, I'm also staying away from processed foods. Yes. So it's a lot more uh, fresh chicken breast, a lot more roast beef, my, fresh cheeses. We have raw cheeses. So my wife's family um, and my wife, of course, they're from, from Eastern Europe. When they come to the U.S., they – like my father-in-law, like he will not eat processed food here. Mm-hmm. He, he looks at it and says, this is not food. Like it's this not. is this is plastic. This is fake. I don't know what this is. But you go to he gets something from um, Whole Foods or the butcher, or something that they get and they cook themselves. Okay, this is food, right? Um, but when it comes to the processed stuff, like I, I've seen him, just you know, you know, we'll have some chicken nuggets for like the kids or something. And hey, do you want one? No, like just emphatically. I no. just had a feeling that uh, grain-fed beef maybe isn't as keto as grass because grain is. If it's eating grain its whole life, then maybe it's got some yeah, some stuff in it that's not. Yeah. Well, you do have to watch for. I was actually tweeting about this earlier today. Like, if if you're eating beef, you have to make sure you're not eating double plus good beef. Um, oh, geez, what's that? Because because there are uh, at, at some of these factory farms, there depending on what they feed. That's that's why you want um, free range grass fed because they are feeding. These cows, um, corn, you know, corn and right. stuff with all this estrogen and putting all sorts of additives in to, to make it bigger, to make it juicier, to make it last longer. Mm. But guess what? It's also not healthy. That's right. They feed salmon, farm salmon is fed corn. Yeah. And then, uh, I read, I read that like in nature, salmon turns pink because of the krill and stuff that it eats or whatever. Right. In farms, they're fed corn, so they're gray. Ugh. So they have to add food coloring. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Amazing, isn't it? I almost just spit out my coconut. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's Ooh, gross. Food coloring bad. All right, well, we got some comics. Synthetic talk food about. coloring lookout. Basically. I want to talk about comics. Check this out. This is hilarious. Oh, okay. uh, so from Bounding into Comics, we have this story. DC Comics pokes fun at anti-vaxxers with anti-saver movement in Superman versus Lobo number one. I do think it's funny that they're making Superman fight Lobo, but I digress. You basically have like Lois Lane. Oh, Superman always fights Lobo. No, I know, but like as like the main villain. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. In, in this in this capacity. So uh, we have Lois Lane, who is apparently like she looks like she's a twenty six year old uh, angsty goth of some sort intern. Yeah, and she's got someone filming her on a cell phone where she's like, you know, Lobo claims to support America and be a patriot, but he's actually, you know, look what he's doing to the flag. And so they have this this this, this depiction of these uh, of these people. This woman says Superman didn't bother to ask her about her fear of heights when he flew her away from a fire. This one says Superman's powered by radioactivity and making people sterile. And what the hell is an anti-saver? And it says don't interfere with God's plans. Is that anti-saw? I suppose yeah. <laughs> anti-vaxer, anti-saver, anti-va. Yeah. You know what's you know what's funny? Because I was looking at this. 
And then I see this, this, this art right here where it shows Lois and she's got like her hair over one eye and she's looking up and she's supposed to be like the cool anti-anti-vaxxer speaking the truth on the web saying, he's lying to you. This is Lois Lane for staying in your lane. Please like and subscribe. Thank you. And I'm like, I just want to make one thing really clear for people. That is not cool. No. You know, like Lois Lane being like the establishment and big pharma. That's what we're all into. That's what, the cringiest you, cringe that's ever yes. cringe. Did you see the Kaiser Chiefs? The Kaiser Chiefs? Did you see the viral Kaiser Chiefs video? No, no. It was the Kaiser Chiefs. How did you not see this one? You're going to love this. Oh, when at a concert, the some guy from the Kaiser Chiefs goes, Everybody raise your hands. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I did see this. Yeah, I did and they th- raised yeah, their That's hands. right. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, your hands are clean. Washing them. Let's hear it for Pfizer. And, like, eh, and there's a guy and he's like crying. He's like, yes, man. So like when you have a comic book and Lois Lane's supposed to be like all cool and she's like, he doesn't like America and anti-savers are bad. I'm Same like, kind of cringe. that's, that's not actually it. Like they think they're still the cool, confident and charismatic. They're actually the creepy weirdos raising their hands and going, washing your hands. Oh. But, but Trump supporters are the cultists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, there, there are the Trump, there is the, the Trump cult. It's just not mainstream influential and it's not dominant in the right. It's just, they exist. Right. You, you have a dominant influence network on the left that is pervasive throughout, uh, media, throughout entertainment, throughout academia, and anything they say goes. Now, you know, I'm also someone who thinks that, you know, it, it, inoculation makes sense. It, having antibodies is a good thing. Obviously, that helps. That's science. But when you throw it and shove it down people's guts like this or shove it down people's throats like this, it's you and you and you wonder why aren't people, you know, just doing as we're told? Why don't people just shut up and put this thing inside them? Huh. Right. You know, it's it's you know, you have to wonder that. Look, meet people where they are. Just just meet people. If, if someone has it, talk to them. There's, Literally, there's have actually, a conversation. So we, we, they also don't have, in, don't have Superman and Lois Lane yeah, smacking yeah. you in the face with it. They, they include this uh, Patton Oswalt tweet where he says, "Haha, the new Superman versus Lobo has anti-saver idiots who are against Superman helping them." And I'm like, uh, first of all, that joke was done in The Incredibles when Mister Incredible saves a guy who jumps off a building and then he gets injured and sues him, saying he didn't that's want right, to that's save. right, yeah, that's the whole. But, but more importantly, that's the whole plot yeah. originally. If, yeah. if someone says Superman, don't touch me. Superman, don't touch them. It's the weirdest thing that they're like, <laughs> could you imagine someone not wanting to be saved by Superman? I'm like, there's yes. probably a lot of circumstances in which someone, for whatever reason, decides they don't want Superman touching them. And this is what these people fundamentally like don't people understand who, about like, liberty. You mean like people who have DNRs? Yes, exactly. Sure. You know? but, 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 I mean, if someone's like in a burning building and they see Superman and they scream, save me, I, I get Superman's going to save them. He's not a real person. These things don't actually happen. But I'm like, if someone literally says... I understand Superman saves people. Don't touch me. Then okay. Why would you make... Like, I, see, this is what they don't understand about liberty. When I see people saying, like, I'm going to go get vaccinated, I'm like, that's very nice. That's very I, I, excellent. Cool. I'm, I'm glad that you've made a good choice for yourself and you're happy. No, I, I mean it. They, they, they're, 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 the two sides in this are basically like the stupid people don't do what they're told and the other side saying, do whatever you want, leave me alone. You have rights. Yes. <laughs> rights exist. Rights are real. We believe in them. I just, I look at this and I'm kind of like, do it's really weird that they've become the pure flicks. They've become like the, you know, this Bible is why, man. by the way, the stuff that like iconic comics and comics gate and some of the, the uh, Ethan Rand Scriber of these guys, that's why so much of that is taking off. 
Right. Um, some of these guys have posted their um, their revenue just over the past five years, and the numbers are it's millions and millions of dollars because the fans are checking out. Well, look, 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 imagine just tell good stories. Imagine over 70, 80 years, ninety years, a hundred years, even you have created this formula for entertainment, this system of entertainment, comic books and movies, and we've figured out what works. And we're like, these are fun stories. These are good ideas. We want to evolve them. We want to adapt them. We want to come up with new, unique ideas. We want to inspire people. And then all of a sudden, one day, the biggest industry says, we're going to pivot away from the stuff that people like into stuff they don't like. Perfect. And then all of a sudden, the entire multi-billion dollar industry opens up and there, there, there stand some regular folks who are like, I would like to make comics for this gigantic multi-billion dollar empty space. So it's no, no surprise and they're also, making tons of money. By the way, one thing we should probably mention, who's the target audience for comic books? Young dudes. Is it, is it adults? Is nope. it, is it people over eight, over the age of 18? I don't think no, so. It's 13, children. 14, yeah. That's children, when I was reading them. Adolescents. I, I give my three year old. That's what they're doing. I, I give my three year old comic books. He, he doesn't quite understand all the plots, but he can, you can see the characters. He loves them. They're trying to alter the mediums that kids read and to make them think these things are cool and stuff. That's, wh- that's why I think this image of Lois Lane was the funniest thing to me. <gasps> because the people right now who are yelling clean hands, washing them, like they are the uncritical thinking individuals. They are the NPCs. They are not viewed as active con- contributors and cool. I mean, certainly there are some people who view them as, as cool, I suppose, because they just see them on YouTube. But they're not edgy. They're not like the way they depicted her is she's like, not in my country. And here's one. I hope not in yours. Next time we'll discuss whether Lobo called Star Wars totally inaccurate. <clears throat> what does that even mean? What? What does it mean that Star Wars is, is totally inaccurate? No, quite literally, as like a Star Wars fan, what does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense because Star Wars happened in a galaxy far, far away and a long time ago. So no, no, how but, would Lobo but, even know about that? But what is what is inaccurate? Well, I'm, I'm saying like in their universe... He saw Star Wars and said it was inaccurate. What does that mean? It's a yeah. fantasy movie. That's a terrible the people writing. who are making this have no idea what criticism or culture is has so, anything to do with. So there's, you know, somebody was talking about this, and 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 um, we just lost the you know the greatest one to ever do it, Norm Macdonald, and people were talking about comedy and how this is, how comedy has changed over the years. And I don't think it was Norm, but it was it was in an article that someone was talking about. I think it was Patrice O'Neill was saying that. Comedy changed when people stopped being allowed to be offensive. Mm. And so a good comedy is half the room laughing and the other half horrified. Um, And when you can't step on cultural taboos anymore, then you're not seeking laughter. You're seeking applause. You know what it is, man? And that's what this is. They are seeking applause. Clapter. It is time to stop acting like we are one country. It's the it's the stupidest thing when I I see tweets from people and they're like, I can't be under I can't believe it took the mainstream media this long to verify the Hunter Biden email. And I'm like, <laughs> I keep seeing those too. And I'm like, I just laugh. I do just you, laugh. Do you tweet out when like a, a you know a, a country in Tajikistan finally uh, dis, you know publishes documents on like a new scientific research that America has been working on for the past decade? Are you like, wow, Tajikistan finally figured out how to do antimatter generation, which is huge. We're seeing this. No, we don't care what they think. We we as Americans know how antimatter, how, how to create it, how to contain it. It's very, very difficult. It's very, 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 very expensive. 
but boy, can you make powerful weapons. We're not sitting here every day being like, wow, finally, Kazakhstan's republishing, you know, you know, uh, scientific articles and we, we, we don't, we don't do that. So when a news story breaks and we all verify it and we know it's real and then nine months to a year later, some foreign country, the, 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 the you know, blue states of Stan are like, we finally figured it out. We're like, yeah, that's nice. It has nothing to do with us. It doesn't affect us in any way. It it's doesn't almost, aff- um, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like the right should start doing culture. Like, I don't know, like maybe like a children's book series that, you know, that caters to yeah. traditional American values. Movies. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Spitball. Yes. Saying cool. there Perhaps might... like a children's book from Mr. Jack Basobic. Kind of, you know, it just, just so happens that, you know, for once I'm not doing the MyPillow so is... promo for Jack, <laughs> promo code post, so it's turn off up to you. Yes. Um, but culture is very, very important. We must build it up. Um, let's jump over to this article. This is funny. I had, uh, I was scrolling, bounding into comics, and I saw a picture of your face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's funny. It's sitting right in front of me. Jack Posobiec announces new children's book to fight back against teachers in Hollywood pushing communism. Mm. Comic book creator and senior editor at Human Events, Jack Posobiec, recently announced a brand new children's book, The Island of Free Ice Cream. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yes, sir. Um, so this sounds like a very uh, complex and in-depth universe you've created here Ooh. about the, the island of free ice cream uh tell me jack tell me about the island of free ice cream so we're doing this it's part of the brave book series you go to bravebooks.us we're not doing amazon no cancellations no money in jeff bezos pocket to fly over us in his blue origin rocket and laugh <laughs> down at the at the pores with our masks on while he wears his dress um, no, this is, so you go to bravebooks.us. It's actually a series of a shared universe that we're doing. I mentioned before, Ashley St. Clair is doing one. The Hodge twins are doing one coming out. Um, we have, uh, like a pro-life one that's coming out. We have some, we have some other really big names that, uh, I can't talk about yet, but they're coming to be announced pretty soon here. I think October, we're gonna have a really big one dropping. So the first is like a 12th issue series, and they're all sort of this interlocking universe, um, part of this big country called, uh, I think it's called Freedom. It's not called Freedom Stand, of course. And um, they live in, they actually called Freedom Island. Um, and so we're, this, we're planning Freedomistan. Well, we've got Free Island, so so we'll go to war eventually. Um, <laughs> no doubt. And so they're in this this town of Rushington, and they have this market, and in the marketplace, all the animals shop, and they go out, and there's there's a market, and part of it sells ice cream. And there's this character Asher, and he's a fox, and he's out there with his friends, and you know some people start complaining because the ice cream in the market is it's a little bit expensive, and they say, you know what, this ice cream is just too expensive, and we don't like this. Well, along one day comes a group of wolves, and the wolves say come to our island because on our island the ice cream is free so if you just come just just follow us we'll we'll put you on the ferry put you on the boat and and you come to our island and and we have free ice cream as much as you want you can eat to your heart's desire of course the only trick is that when you get to their island you actually see this on the cover that uh their island is has this beautiful sign on it but the island is surrounded by a giant like berlin wall covered in, <laughs> covered in graffiti and and the wolves are actually running it like a huge prison camp and the and, and their version of ice cream is essentially like a, like gruel and it, it is perfectly free um also you're not allowed to leave the the island of free ice cream I, and uh I do have a correction the wolves are there you. what do you got uh, he's hang gliding not being ferried in no, he's this. This this comes up later, actually, in the story. You got to you've got to read the so book. He, he breaks into East Germany. He act, that's actually how he escapes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's actually how he escapes. Oh. Yeah. So he's it's sort away. of like a cross between East Germany, Cuba, you know, like the island, um, Cuba, and uh, so that's actually how he escapes. And there's a there's a catapult involved. It's pretty fun. Very cool. And and so it's 
it, it just teaches people, you know, the idea is no such thing as free ice cream. If something seems too good to be true, it probably is. But it's, it's a cool story, right? And there's characters and there's action. And the idea is, you know, hey, we were complaining about this expensive ice cream, but then the guy said the ice cream is free, but it turned out to be, you know, much worse. Then, of course, you know, the main character goes back and says, no, you have to stop listening to the wolves. Don't trust them. You can't believe them. And they're like, why? They have free ice cream. Why wouldn't we listen to the wolves? They have free ice cream wolves. They're really good. You hate ice cream. You, you're just an anti-wolfite, you know. Is that what they say? Uh, no, but I, they should actually. <laughs> if we do a revision, we'll have to. Trent, get on that. Um, right Trent, on. Trent's apologizer. And, um, uh, so it's, it's, it, at the end though, there's a section where there's sort of like a Q&A for, you know, parents, educators to sort of like, and it, you know, it's like Jack says, you know, you know, and, and ask what did it mean that it was expensive? What did it mean that it was free? What, you know, what should you be, you know, should you trust everything that you hear? Should you trust every offer that's out there? And the cool thing is, is that Brave Books is now working with, um, uh, homeschool groups, which of course, as everybody knows, is skyrocketing yes. right now through COVID and through this crazy woke CRT stuff that people can finally look over the screens because of Zoom. One of the like the actual like unintended consequences of this is that people can actually see how their children are being indoctrinated with this crap in the schoolroom on your dime, by the way, private schools and public schools. And then they want to check out. So we're working with homeschool groups, we're working with Christian groups, we're working with other religious groups to be able to get this book out and get the series out to them. And it and it is a series, so you get um we actually do like a subscription. So there's going to be twelve in the first series. Oh, cool. You do a subscription, you get one a month, and there's actually a huge poster that you got. I got to get you a poster. Yeah, we'll put I'm, it I'm I'm being a terrible guest of this, right? Yeah, I should have brought you, one, brought you one of them. Um, so it's it's a poster, and then you get a sticker for each book that you read, and then it reveals more of the story as you nice. go. Nice, cool, yeah. yeah. Right. That's awesome. Freedom Island. That's meta. Wait, why don't we go to Super Chats and see totally what meta. the people have to say? Oh, what is this? We're getting a weird. So there's a really funny thing that happens sometimes where YouTube on YouTube's end it freezes, but mm-hmm. on our end it's like not. And people often point out that it's like at particular points of the conversation. We're not frozen here in real life. I'll tell you. No, let me tell not. you something. <laughs> okay. Good. When I was we're in the fan so zone, my, right? my my main segment today was about the defector saying China intentionally released COVID. Yeah. yeah. The moment I went to put it up, YouTube started changing. It wouldn't let me do it. Said I could monetize it. Things are disappearing. It wouldn't save. It said no. It kicked it back. And so I just sat back and I waited and I kept trying to save it. And eventually it let me do it. And I'm like, mm. you know, there's a lot of things I talk about that I know YouTube probably wouldn't care about. But for some reason, whenever it comes to Chinese Communist Party stuff, we get problems. Notably, when we talked about the 50 Cent Army on one episode, as soon as it was said, YouTube, on the YouTube's end, it freezes, and we see all the Fs in the chat, and then it jumps back in, cutting out that conversation. But anyway, I just saw that. That's why I brought it up. So let's go to Super Chat. By the way, real quick, um, got a message in from Tom Sauer, a fellow Navy officer. He says, dishonorable discharge requires a felony conviction at oh. the court-martial and almost always comes with a prison sentence, like something oh. that would land you in prison in the real world. So it sounds like Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. No. So when, so like to get a dishonorable plus the court-martial, like it, you have to have like a legit, seriously unfavorable outcome. Like you did something like that is like, like you'd committed like a straight up crime, hmm. like All not right. refusing a vaccine. Smash that like button. Unless he changes if it. If you haven't already, yeah. share the show. If you like it, subscribe. And go to TimCast.com to get that sweet, sweet members-only content. We've got more <laughs> members-only content coming up really, really soon because we're preparing to launch the new shows. So uh, we're actually 
there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Trust us. It's like, it's really difficult to get all this stuff done quickly, but we, we do. We had meetings on our new mystery show. We have the music being produced and we're getting really close to launching. It's going to be a weekly show on the podcast, uh, on iTunes and Spotify. It's going to be like a 15 to 20 minute, you know, story reading with cool sound effects and music. And then we're doing the members only version of the show is where various individuals will hang out and talk about the mysteries and the ghosts and the UFOs and the true crime and the spooky stories and the rat utopia, but more in depth, not news focused. So like Bigfoot and just really crazy stories meant to be like tales of intrigue. I, th- I don't, I don't necessarily think Bigfoot is actually something that might come up. But the stories are typically a little darker than that. You know, like we got one about Irish mafia murders in New York. Shane does an amazing job writing these stories. That being said, let us read some of these super chats. You know that uh, that area in Philadelphia that is always get getting shown with all like the meth and, and the addicts and everything? That you know that that video that where people are like constantly oh like, right on the right right slowly driving past right so that's 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 referred to as uh, Kensington Beach that that whole area um used to be run it's called uh, Kensington and Allegheny so those streets intersect there mm-hmm. there used to be a huge Irish mafia in Philadelphia called the K and A gang and they ran that specific area so oh, they got run out the Irish got run out not fallen. And look what okay. it is now. All right. The mercenary says, Tim, my county in Tennessee has over 10,000 students opt out of mask mandates. It's nice to see people make a stand. Love the show as always. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. Based. Jonathan Galtarini says, MSM is finally talking about how the most hesitant group to get vaccinated are those with a PhD. I guess they did their own study to validate it. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily know why that is because I don't see people as, as with PhDs as being necessarily smarter than anybody else. Getting a PhD just means you have, de- you, it doesn't You spent more time staring at something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't mean, it, it means you're a specialist in a field for the most part. So if someone's like, I have a PhD in what? Uh, you know, microbiology. I'm like, that's really great. You can tell me a whole lot about that, but can you explain anything about economics? No, I know you're a specialist in microbiology. So like, awesome. Cool. Yeah. When it comes to PhDs, great. just because someone has a PhD doesn't mean anything. They have a PhD in economics. Okay. So what does that have to do with the vaccine? Well, yeah. indicates Nothing. that they have a, a strong attention to detail and a good attention span. Usually. I don't believe that's that, correct. That they're willing to pour over data. I mean, yeah. I don't you can't really get true. your PhD without pouring over data. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's more so like tedium. It is. Dealing with the boring text. Mm. Yeah. And then, and then a bunch of other people vote and be like, okay, we agree. You can have one. Oh, great. All right. Let's see what we got. Ruben Pedro, uh, Pedroza. Jack, do you think China would nuke their capitalist model to demonize the West and consolidate power? The people of China that I meet say there's an astronomical gap between the rich and the poor. I mean, I mean, sure, right? So, so China has this 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 system uh, which has been described in the past as as almost like a hyper capitalism when it comes just to their markets. Um, but you have to understand that, and we don't have time to get into all this. But there, there, a, a lot of these enterprises like Evergrande, which is the one China Evergrande, this real estate in um company that's going bust right now. Right. They essentially operate as shadow banks. So this is these are all shadow banking zombie banks that are constantly and in the past throughout which have been constantly bailed out by the CCP. Like you want to talk about money printer go burr in the US over there. It's yuan printer go burr like it is massive and building go and so, boom and building go boom because you're building ghost cities. Um, I, I would see this when I lived in Shanghai that you would you would have these guys, you know, 
you know, you, you the building would get painted like once a month, right? You know, you don't need paint on the building. I just did it last month. We're doing it again because it's all these make work projects. It's constantly going on. Why? Because one of the biggest issues facing the CCP in terms of the legitimacy is unemployment. If you have a one to two percent unemployment spike in the U.S., you know that's an issue. If you have a one to two percent percent populate or uh, uh, because of the population unemployment spike in China, you have a revolution. Yep. Yeah, so uh, one thing I talk about when it comes to populations is scaling scaling problems. If you have a thousand people who live in a small city, you know what percentage of them need to revolt and actually to actually change something? A large portion, because you're only going to have a few hundred people. But in a place like Manhattan, where you have 2.5 million on the island, and you've got you know multi, and, and I think it's 10 million or whatever in the, in the metro, 13 in the, right. surra- yeah. in the surrounding areas, yeah. 0.01% maybe, like a few thousand people. People don't understand. They see these massive protests, and they're like, "Wow, look how many people are protesting!" It's like that's twenty thousand. Especially with how tight the roads are on Manhattan, you can actually do. Quite a bit. But there's a uh, what, what is it like thirty thirty k cops in New York City? Yeah. And so what if fifty thousand people protested? The police would be overwhelmed and just leave. Right. That's a very 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 tiny proportion of the total population of New York. All right, Little Tails Farm says Tim, our chicks are doing great. Yay. Just put twelve more in the incubator, and Chicken City is nearly done. When you are ready for milk goats, we will send you a baby triple registered Nigerian dwarf from our herd. I will take it. Yes. The new chicken city we're building. The is guy who be- just said he wouldn't take food in the mail. <laughs> it's a goat. goat. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to they're going to give the goat some kind of secret mission. Oh yeah. No. That so, might be Peter Dashak on the other end. Be, that, the be new, careful. We had a hawk attack. Oh, the wow. hawk swooped down. Yeah, yeah, the rooster yeah, yeah. yelled, ran away. The hawk bailed out. Did you get anything? No. Um, one of the chickens looked like it was fruffled, like it got hit in, right. a, in a flyby, but right. totally fine. Oh, just like the feathers were sticking up and yeah, then yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she preened it. Well, they, they do that to kind of you know, war, try to ward off. Uh, the new thing we're building is going to, it's going to go down about a foot and a half or two feet into the ground with like uh, fencing. And then it's going to be totally enclosed all over. So the coop we have now is totally enclosed, but the chicken run isn't. The new thing we're building is going to be totally enclosed with a totally enclosed chicken run. So we're legit making a chicken fortress. Now, the problem is we have, we, we, we had the original seven and then we had three babies because out of like 14 eggs, they just didn't make it. Yep, right. Some of them weren't fertilized. Some of them rotted. And I had to try and pick and choose which ones were the rotted ones. And I think one of them may have, you know, not been rotted, but ultimately we ended up with three. One's a rooster. We named him Roberto Jr. because it's Roberto the rooster's only son. But now we have five Black Star chickens, which are a special sex link breed from the Rhode Island Red and the Bard Plymouth Rock. Three cockerels. Mm. I don't know what we're going to do with these guys. Because maybe if they're big enough, we can let them like, hang out once they're fully adult in like a year maybe. And are are big. you saying you've got too many roosters in the hen house? Too yes. many roosters. Not, they're not in the hen house. Not yet. But um, it's already bad enough we've got the baby rooster growing up. And they're they're in the same area, but they're separated. They can't interact with each other, but they can see they can interact. They can see each other and gobble and pluck or whatever, but they can't actually the, right because the, the baby's too small. But um, I think we can handle one ex- another rooster, but we can't handle three. And we got three, you know, baby roosters that are coming, baby cockerels, and they're gonna. We'll have to figure that one out as yeah. time comes. Even the Amish take their roosters far away from where they sleep. It's gonna yeah. be very, very jarring because we're moving wow. Chicken City right outside my bedroom window. So <laughs> interesting year. Finally, uh, not gonna be your bedroom anymore, Ian. <laughs> All right, Jinx McNinja says, "Sorry, Tim, I can't tap the like button. I can only crush it." Just oh. like Lydia will continue to crush Sour Patch Kids with her larger. Ah, very good. Very good. Excellent. 
crushed them. Euphoric Break says, been keto eight years now, lost lots of weight. And at 50 years old, am on zero meds. Welcome Ooh. to the Fat Burner Club. Uh, I didn't start doing it because I was uh, worried about my weight. Although many people have given us nice comments saying, Tim, you're looking good. So no, it was more so that um, one day we ordered a bunch of crab and I didn't eat any breads or sugars. And I was like, I guess I won't. And then I didn't. And then within a few days, I was skating better. I was not tired. I was feeling yeah. a million times better. And I was just like, I'm just going to keep doing this. I've been doing it for about 10 years. It'll, it'll be, it'll, well, just sort of like the low carb, low glycemic yeah. index, right. um, staying away from bread, staying away from sugar, trying to stay yeah. away from processed yeah. food, pastas, you know. Um, I think next, yeah, next year will be 11. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've legit been like doing a lot of cream. You know, we have these keto bars. They're so amazing. They're from a company called Boo Foods. Okay. And I saw an ad for it once and they have this keto cookie dough. It's basically cashew butter, but it's flavored like cookie dough and it's delicious. That's and awesome. they have these protein bars. We got a bunch of Yeah. Them. When I started so doing good. it, there was like nothing, right? That, yeah. And, and people would look at you like crazy if I'm like, well, I, I don't want any bread with it. You know, you're at a restaurant and you're ordering. I, they're like, well, what kind of bread do you want? Well, I don't want any bread. So do you want rolls? I, I, no, I don't That's want bread. any bread. No. Right? Do you want breadsticks? <laughs> no. no. Do, do you want pasta? No. Right. And then and they just go, can you, or, you know, the other one is, can you put that on lettuce? Right. Yes. Yeah. That works great. And, and, but it is, it is becoming bigger. And now you're starting to see a lot of these products come up. A lot more companies come up realizing, look, folks, bottom line, if you see something that says low fat, stay away from it. Yes. Run, and run away from that. Yeah. Sugar. Cause that means it's full of sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, you know, I, I, I'm not even focused on trying to do any kind of specific diet. I diet, I say keto because like it's a lot of fat and a lot and, and, you know, no, very little sugar and, and less meat, just like a lot of the fats, cream cheese, avocado, stuff like that. But I also just, I'm not thinking about it. When I go out to eat, if there's something, I won't, I won't do bread because that just always screws me up. But when I order stuff, once I'm, you I'm get like, off bread and then you go back to it, no it you feel terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's you bizarre. feel absolutely it's like you're chewing on terrible. Paper. Exactly. But, and you feel this nasty afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll have, uh, you know, I'll have uh, whatever meal, even if it's got potatoes or something. But in keep in mind, it, American as long as it's natural and like normal and healthy. Keep in mind, American bread is very different than European bread. Sugar. Yeah, it's, right. uh, it's full it, of potassium sugar, bromate, it's full, of, full of that stuff. Found in yoga mats. That's something where you know that's again, you know, having uh, my wife being from Europe, you know, she just talks about this stuff all the time. Like, just, I don't know what you guys do with your bread. I don't know why you do or that. your so, milk. You know, so we don't milk we don't, in Europe so different. So we don't give it to our it's kids. We don't uh, like we don't have white bread in the house. We don't ever touch any of that stuff big if, question why is potassium bromate used in bread it is this preservative it, i think yeah well preservative i mean yeah. i know yeah. why right. but yeah. why is it there why why, why? There? it's banned in europe it's so dangerous they put it in yoga mats it's crazy that it's in Gross. the bread well, a leavening agent or something we'll take some more super chats we the got. other one is seed oil folks see since we're on on the topic canola. seed oil yeah. canola which is also known as rapeseed yep all right we got <laughs> shark bite biz says tim great show love jack on some days even ian <laughs> can our youtube show shark bite biz get a shout out we are about small business growth. Thanks. David Strasser should be a guest on TimCast IRL. Oh, Thank you for the super down. chat. Yeah. For Jack, David A. says, Why do civilians pledge allegiance to an icon while the president, members of the military, and civilians take an oath to the Constitution? Why do civilians flag? pledge to an icon like with the a flag? The flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Well, the flag isn't the president. I'm a little confused. Why, why are civilians pledging allegiance to the flag? But the president, police, and military swear an oath to the Constitution. Uh, well, I, I, I think that the flag in general is representative to the republic. And, of course, that's the word that's said Religious. in the pledge. Um, so the, the flag is there as a representation of the republic, whereas 
in the military, of course, that is a legally binding pledge. So you are binding. So you need a legal, specific legal document gotcha. that created our republic. So I, I think the inherent tie between the two is that one is representative of our republic. One is the document that created our republic, but it still has to right. do with the American republic. All right. EW says, Jack, important question. The other day you put out a tweet about insider info about the administration discussing cutting off intel sharing with India and Japan and the leaders of India and Japan being furious about it. Why are we not hearing anything about that anywhere? Mm. So keep in mind, um, I wasn't saying they were cutting it off. I was talking about the AUKUS treaty. This is the thing that uh, partially led to the extreme anger with, between France and Australia and the U.S. regarding this situation with the submarines. Um, I've actually been talking to a French MEP about this. So it's, it's a, if you're watching, if you're a War Room fan, which there's a lot of War Room fans out there, the signal, not the noise, um, that it's a situation where, look, if you're crying, trying to create a Intel sharing agreement that's going to put China in a box, sure. Do we want the US on board? Of course. Do we need Australia on board? Obviously. That's their backyard. But why would you not include India and Japan mm. who literally share either borders or territorial water, waters with, uh, with China and as well as South Korea that these are our allies right in the area. If you're going to do something like that and be serious, you cannot cut them off. All right. EGA says, Tim, you often bash public schools and as a teacher myself feel you're wrong in some aspects. Try getting one on the show sometime. All teachers are bad. Every single one. Abolish teachers. All I'm them? kidding. That's wow. a joke. <laughs> uh, I had a few really good teachers. Mostly had average and disinterested teachers. And then I had... It shows. Too it many shows. Really, really bad shows. teachers. Too many really bad teachers. Yeah. That shows too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it's probably fair to say the plurality of teachers I had were bad. I had only like two or three teachers I thought were good. Yeah. Yeah, same. Two. Yeah. I like two. Three, yep. maybe. Yeah. And so... My whole life, isn't that weird? Being, I mean, being, you know, so I, I... And you can remember their names, can't you? I can remember the names. Jeez, can That's remember what I'm saying. I, you I can remember names. the yeah, names yeah, of yeah. all my teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Except in the high school when yeah. I started getting different classes. Right. But in high school, do you remember the good teachers? Oh, yeah. Mr. Struby. John yeah. Struby. What's up, yeah. dog? Yeah. Geometry. <laughs> right. We even had... I even there's, have a... a few that are... There was even a good teacher in in my high school that I still remember. I still remember him. I remember his name. Never actually took one of his classes, but he used to sit with us at lunch and just talk politics and oh, history cool. and all sorts of stuff. And he was awesome. Just awesome. Who's that? Eh, I don't want to dox him. Oh, hey, you want to dox him. Oh, okay. JL are his initials for anyone out there from the the former Kennedy Kenrick Catholic High School uh, alumni. YouTube is dying says, stop bullying Ian with a crying emoji. I think we need to bully Ian more. Oh, why? Resistance. (laughs) Because resistance builds strength. Yes, exactly. We need to strengthen the boy. He's going to be bullied so much like within a year, people won't realize he'll be like six foot five and just (laughs) he'll have like a massive chest and he won't even realize no one will and then people will look back. I started making internet videos in 2006. I've gone through cycles of trauma, learning how to deal with the internet text because it was so new at that time and none of my friends ever had experienced it. Were you leet? I was. I became leet. Yeah, as it went on. But you learn not to take anything personally, including the positive or the negative. negative. People say, "I love you." You don't take it personally because they're talking about their own experience through you, using you as like this, you know, focusing agent. But they're just saying their own experience. How is that different from regular love? It's very different, Jack. Okay. All right, guardsman Norheim of the Tenth First says, "You guys keep talking about Alaska." As an Alaskan, I can tell you we live under the boot of Washington, Oregon, and California. 100%. It sucks that we are just the lower 48th park, and I'm your entertainment. Huh. 
Let's go. I mean, and, and, you know, Dan Turner, of course, talks about that as well, but, uh, Alaska for Alaskans. Let the Alaskans make their own decisions on this stuff. 100%. Alex Stevens says somewhere, somehow in your holy Fauci skit, you need to find a way to include a declaration of holy war or Fauci ouchies against the unvaxxed. So in our, uh, that was our bonus segment. Well, what, what did the guy say in, in the, the Project Veritas blow darts? Yeah. 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 That, that, the, that, the, that, the other that day we were making a joke about, Doing a skit. So I, we were talking about the, the Kaiser Chiefs. Clean hands. Yeah. Raise your hands. Washing them. And like how creepy it was. And I was like, it would be a really great skit if we set up like this, this little tent and we had someone wearing what looks like Catholic garb, but it's like Pfizer and Moderna on it. Right. And people walk up and they're like shaking and he takes their hands and says, with this washing, you are clean. And then they put the hands in the water and take the hands out and then bring them into the hut for their vaccination. And so we make it look like a religious ceremony. And then there's a joke about like Fauci, like with his hand up, you know, the peace sign. With you need like one or if he, um, you need one or like if somebody comes up and they, and they have it, he just like smacks them really hard. Like I'm going to smack, <laughs> yeah. gonna, yes. I'm just going to smack the, the, that smack devil out of you. Out of yep. And then he does. That being said, go to Latin mass. Yeah, that's right. I but so it. that's the, the, the reference they were making. TNHP podcast says the Pfizer cult wash your hands would only make sense at a Wiggles or Teletubbies concert. That's it. I mean, Not even. You, you saw the video, the, the 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 clean hands. Right, right. We all have clean hands. I, I just been like, I just, I just, I just love yo, it. Wash like a church. If, yeah, if he come out and was like, "Yo, everybody, wash your hands," Still and weird. then went into rock and roll, that would have been cool. But instead, he called yeah. out Pfizer. He was like, "Yay, Pfizer Corporation!" And I'm like, "What the heck?" Like, boom, fifty thousand check in the anymore. bank. Yeah. I'm Let's down. Wash your hands, man. Thank you. Wash your hands. Gonna, he's yeah. got like the sticker on his guitar. And he pulls yeah. it up. Upset. He goes. He goes to play guitar over the back of his head, and you see a big Pfizer logo oh on there. Oh, Dude, it's a cult. Hey, the pills aren't just blue anymore, baby. Yeah. So here, here's the important thing y'all need to understand: when you have a decent amount of Trump supporters who will never disparage the man, who keep thinking every other day is the day that Trump somehow gets reinstated, and believe all of these things. Like, I can understand why you'd criticize that, but these people are not, have no institutional power. They tend to be like older folks in the middle of nowhere who aren't doing much. They're not in media. When you have a major concert with thousands of people all holding their hands in the air and, and testifying to Pfizer, yo, the cult is here. That's the problem. I don't care about what grandma's saying in, her, about in her bedroom. She's retired. It, it, I don't care what Mima is saying. It's about power dynamics, about who has power, who's wielding power. Who, when the president of the United States is saying that military members are going to be giving dishonorable discharges, which, by the way, usually what what, what um uh, my contact is saying, it does include prison time, right? That's power. That's real power. And people in the West need to start understanding this because anybody who's lived through the East, anyone who's gone through the Soviet Union or through the communist countries, they've all seen this before you don't need to talk to somebody from poland or belarus or ukraine or venezuela q etc etc you need to talk to the ask them because they've seen this before they've heard this before it's always for safety it's always for the good of the nation it's always for oh, this is to make you better yeah. it's for the good of the public during the safety of the children too. during occupy there was a cop who was a little bit older and he said he was born in the soviet union and his parents brought him to america and he was just he was talking to these young people and he was like this is exactly how it starts this is exactly what I was warned about by my parents and my grandparents and y'all are doing it. He's like an older guy. And then he was being argued with by like 20 somethings. And they were like, you know, what you're talking about blah, blah, blah. And I sat there and then I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like he lived in the Soviet union. 
personally and his family fled when he was a young child and they warned him and told him all of these things like you guys are just college hipsters you have no idea what you're talking about man that wasn't even real communism anyway man it's never been it's never been tried really Uh, well you know the the thing is it's that that statement is, is right and wrong there's never been a point where like everyone got together and did communism because the problem is there's always people who dissent and then the communists have to kill all of them yeah. and then it just falls apart because nobody also, likes I'm that. I'll also throw out there, well, you know, man, real, real capitalism has never been tried real either. So. Yeah. Sorry, real, libertarians. Sorry. <laughs> I think uh, – but, but I, I jokingly tweeted that, but I actually think it's still true. Like the, but it is. It is. Capital, it, right. There's always some kind of regulation or authority stopping right. people. Yep. Right. All right. Cornelius Buttnuckle says, Ian, grain-fed beef doesn't mean it was fed grains its whole life. It just eats it. Uh, it, it just eats a diet of grains at the slaughterhouse before it's slaughtered. Think of it more like grain-finished. Oh. I see. Hmm. Eat a lot of corn. It's really much more of a grating than a killing floor, Timmy. It's more of a bottomless pit into a grinder. Than a floor. Don't be fooled. Given the chance, a cow would kill you and your entire family. Is, oh, is that what he said? Is <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, I remember that. Yeah. Bovine Bovine ready to graduate from Bovine University. <laughs> Michael Brogan says, I wanted to super chat on many topics tonight, but they've all been covered. On the subject of cancellation, Jack, Elijah Schaefer and Sidney Watson beat you nine days, and, and, and uh, you are here has been banned from YouTube. Two strikes, one vid. Two strikes on one vid? On one? Holy but cow. Banned like... Permanent band? That two, I went, two strikes of what, like three months? <laughs> they were just talking. Oh, only been up they were just weeks. talking to me about getting on that show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about. I was about to fly down to Texas. I guess. I guess you, get a, phone, you get a phone call. Hey, Jack, you come on the show. Now. I do. All right, we'll see you then. Click. Hey, Jack, we're canceled. So hey, uh, we're canceled. Schedule. So, uh, so no show. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I was literally just talking about it's that. It's still up well. though, so I don't think it's banned. No, they get a strike and they can't post anything. They can't post anything. It's it's like you're um, it's like being locked on Twitter. Yeah, and then naughty, naughty. Wow. They didn't do anything. By the way, speaking of Australia with Sydney, um, I love that um, this idea that they're calling the protesters in, in Australia the, the orange vests. Mm-hmm. Yes. So because a lot of the construction it's, it's the construction workers, I think they, they say tradies is like is their yeah, word. So it's a lot of construction workers, a lot of truck drivers. And so you have the yellow vest, the gilet jaune in France, but in Australia, it's the orange vest. I, I love that. It. I love that name. That's awesome. All right. JP says, Tim, the late Rush Limbaugh has great patriotic kids book series called the Rush Revere series. Oh, cool. You know, I, 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 just for mentioning Rush, I want to point out, we watched The Nutty Professor uh, a couple days ago. You guys have seen The Nutty Professor? Sure. No. Maddie no. Murphy plays all the family, the clumps, and yeah, 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 he's yeah. fat and doesn't want to be fat, so he does a serum that makes him skinny, and then it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Excellent Hyde. cameo with Dave Chappelle. There was a, yes, Dave Chappelle was, it was hilarious. Women be Eddie shopping. Murphy. Women yeah, be shopping. Yeah, I know, it's funny. And that then, is true. Women do shop. That scene is great. Eddie Murphy <laughs> screaming and laughing. It's a yeah. good scene. But when uh, – Well, there's two because he goes back when right. he's Buddy Love. When he's Buddy Love is the yeah. funny part. Right, right. When, when uh, Sherman, the main character, is at his house eating a bowl of ice cream after Buddy Love makes fun of him and he's pouring Reese's Pieces and M&M's in his mouth. They show the TV, and to the left of the TV is a bunch of books, and one of them is a Rush Limbaugh book. Wow. Oh, I never noticed that. I thought that was funny because wow. I saw that because I was like, man, back in the day, you could Eagle make— Eagle Eye Pool over here. You could make I a, know who the sniper is going to be. He has 10 perception. Oh, yeah. I can. I just see everything. But I thought it was crazy because um, I think you see back in the day, you could make a major blockbuster, and it was normal for a college professor to have a Rush Limbaugh book. 
Nowadays, people would be like, "There's they're dog whistling. It's a it's a dog whistle. Why are they you, doing?" You've it? actually just just initiated the cancellation of the Nutty Professor by but Eddie Murphy's that. done. Yeah, so and Eddie they're, Murphy they're going to go in and, and they're going to digitally remove the Rush Limbaugh. Oh book. right, they just remove it. It'll be um, uh, Ibram Kendi. Harry, Harry yeah. Potter. No, it can't it can't be Harry Potter either. Yeah, it's going to be Ibram Kendi. Ibram Kendi. Yeah, it's going to be um, Robin Delant. I've had it, man. I've had it with this stupid cancel culture book burning thing, man. I just want to get back to communication. Rush, Rush's books are great, by the way. Rush's books are great. Um, his are for a little bit older. I think they're more text. Um, the ones we're doing, they have like they, they're for a little bit younger Rush's kids. Book. But but Rush's books are fantastic, and you know it's really something where like you start with the Brave books when they're younger, you go to the Rush books and they're a little bit older. They're they're working on reading, and it's it's. I mean, you keep going with it. Just keep going with it. Love, peace, and harmony says. How long do you think till the USA really starts going heavily downhill? Uh, have you looked at the cost of food, inflation, gas, the southern border, the Afghan crisis? I mean. What Should we, like, we really just start listing? Do you every- understand what will happen if the U.S. dollar is no longer the world reserve currency? Huh. Imagine oh, the deflationary spiral that will be in. And then imagine what happens when the no, people... No, it, it wouldn't be deflationary. ...who have the all their... worthless. Right, it'd be worthless. It'd be done. It'd be so imagine, imagine your savings... Are, are worth nothing if you have your money in, in cash, which, which imagine a, a gallon of, of milk for $5,000. Huh. Right. You think I'm joking. That's hyperinflation. That's what they were seeing in Weimar Germany. Right. Yeah. So, and if, then imagine the social consequences of that. Yeah. Um, the best part is America will be completely done. It'll become a, a, a wasteland for the most part. Too many people, uh, all of our people live. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Which, by the way, none of us I want. want. Okay. Right, right, right. I, I want, I want, I want to that. simplify this very much. It's so. Like Kurt Schlichter always says, like, people, I don't want these books to come true. People in New York don't do anything. They, they may do administrative work. They may do blog writing. They may do managerial work. They may do intellectual work, but they're not making food. When the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency, the U.S. has no control over oil and can't get any. Food stops showing up and the people in New York will start fleeing rapidly and those who stay it'll go basically full on Mad Max. I mean crime will go through the roof. What people need to understand about the petrodollar is that when the US wants to buy oil, it simply borrows or prints money. When other countries want to buy oil, they need to trade for US dollars first and then buy oil. That means they need a robust GDP with good exports so that they have they're continually gaining value. They have to buy and trade. So you, you take a country. Which means there is always a market for dollars. Right. And so the U.S. has one great export, the dollar. And that's only because. I thought it, it was is, Timcast IRL. That's right. That's, and that's because of the petrodollar. So that's why all of these people who have come out against the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency just like mysteriously end up dying. You know what I mean? You know, Gaddafi wanted an African Union and he wanted to trade. I think it was in dinars and then <laughs> he died. Still a big Saddam question. Hussein was challenging that. Still a big question about where exactly is all that gold from from the Libyan treasury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yep. then again, a lot of Libya is the Sahara Desert. So if you got a bunch right. of gold and you got to hide it somewhere, I'm just saying. That's going to be hard to find, especially but they are letting shifting it, sands. But they are letting his son out of prison, last I saw. So hmm. I think the question is, does he... You know where daddy kept the gold. We don't have a manufacturing base anymore. We import too much. If we lose the dollar, you're That was smart of us, life. by the way, getting rid of that. It was so smart. Very strategic. I think, I think. Good we, job, ruling class. Right. I think we'd see what, like, population collapse by, like, double digits within a few years. Which, by the way, and I have to do this um, since I'm here. Um, we lost a great one this week. Not just Norm McDonald, but also Angela Cotevia, prof- yeah. uh, professor. Uh, Boston University, also Claremont. I had the honor of actually being, uh, having him as one of my professors when I was going through the fellowship. Uh, and he wrote a book about the ruling class from the right in 2010. 
So understand how far ahead of people he was. On what this what is his name? Angelo Cotavia. So he was uh, Italian, moved to the U.S. when he was young, served in the U.S. Navy, um, and then went to the Senate Intel Committee, and then eventually made his way to Claremont Institute, uh, also taught at Boston University, just just absolute genius. Um, couldn't stand the Intel community. He said the heads of the heads of most most he said, if you look at history and you realize that how many heads of intelligence agencies have turned out later to be traitors, you almost have to wonder if it attracts a certain type or at least yeah. offers them that incentive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we do have some news on uh, Elijah and Sydney. Mike Sullivan says they are still doing the show on Blaze Media, which is exactly why you should become a member at TimCast.com. Now, you can go into the member section. What you need to understand is that our TimCast members only content is a massive library of all of our guests. So we've got like a couple from Colonel Allen West. We've got a couple from Steve Bannon. I think we have a couple now from – no, we only have one from Alex Jones, don't we? Yeah, I think Maybe we only, only one. have the one. But uh, uh, we have a bunch of other people. So you can search the names and see every time they've been on for our member segment and you can watch all that stuff. So there's a great value. Every day, Monday, every Monday through Thursday, we're adding new members-only podcasts. They're typically around a half an hour. The Alex Jones episode is an hour and a half long. This latest, because like we we're going at it, and you know, Alex, you know, he takes over, and then you know, you try to, you can't stop. The <laughs> I looked down at eight minutes and or at eight fifty while we we're doing the show, and I was like, I, I thought we were still doing the intro. It was fifty minutes in. I was yeah. like, I feel like we're in the intro still. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is like the juggernaut in X Men. Yeah. You know, once he gets going, you can't stop him. Mm. And I'm like, Alex, and then he's like, Thomas Jefferson was. Charge of the Illuminati, and I'm like, oh no, it's it over. We've like, lost yes. control. He was right about that. Uh, it's fun though. So make sure you go to TimCast.com. That's yeah. right. <laughs> become a, become a member at TimCast.com. Yeah. We also have a bunch of journalists. We're hiring more. Uh, we 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 have the paperwork for the new fact checking foundation. Talking to some people, looking for some fact checkers. So a lot of a lot of big important work happening. We're going to be we're looking to expand our corporate headquarters, and we've been looking for new buildings because we're looking to hire a lot of people. All of you who sign up to be members are supporting our ability to hire people to make more crazy stuff. It's awesome. Thank you all so much. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel. You can follow me at TimCast basically everywhere, and you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. Jack. Uh, yes, yeah, so it started up with the new podcast, Tuned Events Daily. It's now up for um, Turning Point Live, so huge shout-out to the whole crew over there. Uh, you can go follow it. It's sort of an evening briefing. It is 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. It is the cliff notes of War Room, the cliff notes of your day. It, you, we use an old adage that I uh, learned when I was in the military, especially in the intelligence briefing. Be good, be brief, be gone. This is your bottom line up front. You can share it with your normie friends. It's something where I'm just giving you high-impact analysis, the main stories of the day. You're in, you're out, you're done. 25 minutes. Right on. Uh, yo, you guys, thank you for being a part of this thing, man. We are really expanding this operation. We're set, we're building out the Fediverse to build some decentralized uh, social networking technology. I mean, I'm looking at really starting a new revolution of industry as, as making the United States the graphene production center of the world i, I think let's, it's absolutely possible let's stress that fediverse thing real quick too i mean ian and the crew have been working around the clock developing code and, and getting this stuff ready to launch and the key is decentralized open source social media technology so that you can host your own presence that interlinks with other people's sites so you cannot be banned or removed and you can have a, a strong central location for your content in a decentralized network and then we say to all of these big companies, I want to ban and censor people. You can't stop the decentralization. Mm-hmm. But you can join the Fediverse. Mm-hmm. So right. thanks for coming and being a part of this again. I love you. Thank you. 
And you guys, thank you very much for helping me achieve my life goal of beating Sour Patch Kids and follower count. That's all I care about. Don't care about the Fediverse. I'm just kidding. I care about all the other projects we're doing. That but you got to maintain. You got to maintain now. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Thanks, I think you're. Jeff. I think you're gaining distance already. I know. I'm scared. I'm scared. Anyway, you guys may, if you so choose, follow me at Sour Patch Lids on Twitter. We will see all of you at TimCast.com in our member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.